Welcome to House of Hoops, episode 41. It's Monday, November 23rd, 2020. I'm Jeff Hausman, coming to you from Memphis, Tennessee. Thank you for listening. some fun this week let's introduce the rest of the crew first up laddie is back with us this week Woo! hello laddie yes all right we also have bo over the phone what up bo hey now all right <laughs> all right and joining us this week is our good buddy brian clark What's going on, everybody? What up, Brian? Let's talk some hoops. Yes, let's have some fun. Let's talk some hoops. This week, we've got Thanksgiving's coming up. We got NBA free agency, gambling this week, and the curious curse of Steve Francis and the Memphis Grizzlies. Folks can reach us on twitter it's at house of hoops h-a-u-s of hoops we're also on instagram at house of hoops podcast you can call us anytime that number is 901-300-6575 thanks again for tuning in What's going on, everybody? Woo! Hey, now. Laddie. Yo, yo. Laddie, you haven't been here in a while. I know, right? I've had a lot going on, man. I'm in vacation one minute, and then I'm just, I, I, I start one job, quit one job. <laughs> but I'm here today. I'm here today. Making moves. It's been a couple weeks. You were out of town. I heard about that. Um, I heard I was you out got, of town for a little mm-hmm. bit. I heard you got jobs. I don't know. Yeah. Why don't you tell us a little got, bit got, about it? Uh, well, I'll just break it down. I've had a lot going on, trying to find some work uh, in the middle of a pandemic that's constantly changing, and a city that's constantly changing around a pandemic. Other than that, man, everything's good. Um, I'm in the process of moving out of an apartment in with a girlfriend. So we're going figure to figure out how that works, right? So that's all good to go. But I'm doing better than because I mean I'm just like a train wreck right now, you know. But I'm doing better than all the people in Pennsylvania. You know, they stopped and they ban- the ban of alcohol starting um, the day before Thanksgiving. Did you hear about that? They're gonna ban alcohol. You can't. You cannot buy alcohol anywhere in the state of Pennsylvania starting Wednesday. So if you live in any other state besides uh, Pennsylvania, you're doing all right. Trust me. Damn. 
I bet there's a mad yeah. rush to get booze right now. <laughs> Are you kidding me? The Jameson on my county's counter is going for sale for 30 bucks right now. All, all I need is a ride up to Pennsylvania and we're going to make money. Damn. What's the reason on the ban? For COVID, they say that alcohol brings more people together, right? So more people over at family events for Thanksgiving, more people at the bars, you know, things like that. And so if you don't have any alcohol and you do it the day before, well, guess what? You're not going to have that many people gathering or gathering for longer periods of time. So it's kind of smart in one way, but it's like, bro, are you kidding me? Like, that's how prohibition started. <laughs> I mean, yeah, where's sounds, Al Capone, baby? Bring that's, him, that sounds bring him crazy. It, it, it happened just a couple hours ago. What the fuck? Yeah. Everyone else is like, man, are you serious, dude? Like, everyone needs alcohol this time of year, you know? A, to get through family and get through a pandemic. That's nuts. Hey, look, people want to know, how was your trip out of town? It was fantastic. We went to Gatlinburg uh, for a couple of days. And it, it was awesome. It was cool. I didn't know people go there at this time of year. I picked up a couple of vinyl records at a record store, old school record store that was there since 74. So that's kind of cool, you know? Um, then we went to Knoxville, stopped there, had lunch with a buddy of mine, which is really cool. It's actually a friend, Pat's friend, Joey. You, you met Joey, right? I know Joey. Joey. Yeah. I, I stopped uh, there. Me and the girlfriend stopped there, met him and his girlfriend for lunch, which is cool. They went to Nashville, stayed the night in Nashville. Me and my girlfriend went out of town for our anniversary in uh, a year. So it was cool. We stayed in the graduates, like Dolly Parton esque hotel. So it was really cool, very feminine. So if you are married, engaged with someone who likes that kind of stuff, man, y'all need to go check it out. It's really cool, actually. All right, sounds good. What'd you do in Gatlinburg? I what'd you do? Like stay in a log cabin or something? <laughs> Pretty much, man. We stayed in the cabin. It was cool. It had um, um, it was out, obviously outdoors, but outdoors they had like a television and they had like a uh, hot tub, all that kind of jazz. Inside, they had beds, everything else you need, but also like a pool table. So it's cool, man. Play a little pool. Go oh, check yeah. out Gatlinburg. And then, you know, come back, have a couple beers in the hot tub, watch a little football on a Saturday. It's a good time, man, you know? And, and East Tennessee is beautiful. If you ever make it out there, stay for a couple of days, especially this type of, of, of weather, because I've never been in a situation where you're in mountains and you're driving on the side of a mountain and there's no guardrail, <laughs> you know, it's just mm -hmm. like a drop of like 60 feet, you know? <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds perfect. Yeah, it was really cool, man. Yeah. Man, okay. let me tell you something. It, the, the trees are beautiful out there, man. Like, you know, once you go out there and experience it, then you actually can appreciate it, you know? It's different than looking at a postcard from your from your fucking cousin six years ago, you know? It's a little different. So, so get out, go enjoy nature, and enjoy wildlife, man. It's a good time. Hell yeah, sounds great. Watching football in a hot tub, drinking beer. Yeah, and, All right. well, I felt bad because because Arkansas beat Tennessee, and so the next day I went to Knoxville, and it was just like a sad all over the city. <laughs> Bummer. <laughs> Hate it for them. Right, right. Yeah, it was pretty funny. All right, sounds good. I guess you picked up a job bartending a little bit. Yeah, I did, but bartending there is kind of like you just do anything. If you're employed there and you kind of do a lot, Mm -hmm. So, uh, I was kind of today I worked, I ran a bunch of food, I prepped everything and then, uh, I bartend every once in a while. So, you know, it, it's all right. It's kind of cool, man. It's just money in my pocket, you know? Sure. Sure. Just got to put the hours in. Absolutely, man. Got to put the hours in. I gotcha. All right. How about you, Bo? How has your week been? 
last week. Uh, well, would we rec- recorded on? Was it Thursday? Wednesday? That's, that's right. We did just do one, you and me. Was it Wednesday night after the draft? Yeah. yeah. Basically, weekend was good. Pretty typical. My the kids stayed at the in laws Friday night. That was nice. A nice break. That's about it. I didn't. I don't watch football, so don't know anything about that. Wait, right. you don't watch football? No. <laughs> wow. Wait, why not? He goes, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wait, wait. Uh, I just I've never really liked football, and I, I don't know. I just don't like it. Yeah. I'm I'm un-American. Mm-hmm. And I really don't have time to. I mean, I've watched. Uh, you know, I lived in Hattiesburg. We watched some Saints games when we didn't have kids. That was fun. Um, Do you like baseball? Uh, not really. I, I mean, I, I could, I could see myself maybe going to more games uh, when that's an option. Uh, we have a, we obviously have the Twins here. I'd like to know more about the Twins. Hell yeah, you should go to a lot of those baseball games. But, yeah, you live in Minnesota. I'm like, you have the Vikings, you have the Twins, you have like, like you know, pretty good sports things, and you you, know, you like one. Hey, at least you like one. Uh, I yeah, I think if and they're straight garbage. <laughs> the Vikings are. I have no clue. They're I don't even no, know the fucking the fucking Minnesota, the Wolves, the Wolves. Oh, the Wolves. Well, we can get into that. Uh, <laughs> um, I would. I, I could. I'm more interested in hockey, I guess. Uh, but I don't. I don't see myself getting into it into a sports league that competes with the NBA, but I'll, I'll go, I'll go to some wild games. I've been to one so far. I mean, NHL super fun. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you're not into something like you're not going to enjoy watching it. Well, I'll say this about football it's so long. It's yeah. like such a commitment. And then I don't want to, I cannot sit in front of the TV for that long. Like when the Grizzlies even played that was, was it the play in game that was on ABC? It was like it, two o'clock I, I was like i sat there and watched it for three hours i was like holy fuck it's five o'clock right now <laughs> i just let me let me ask you a question let me ask you a question you live in a, a city that has all the major sports baseball yeah. basketball football hockey what's the most expensive ticket to get to i think the vikings is like relative to where you sit to the the wolves you can get in fairly cheap i i've even gotten a couple like i still have a a .edu email address, like my undergrad institution, let me keep that. And so you can sign up for the student discount tickets with you have a valid .edu email address. So I was getting $10 Wolf tickets for second level. Sitting with um, all the kids up there. Yeah, in the college section. <laughs> <laughs> if you got the That's game right. be- beforehand, they, they had like $5 Budweiser's. That's right. You heard it from Bo. If you had an EDU email address, you can get those tickets for five dollars, my friend. Yeah. Um, and then I think the twins the twins are fairly inexpensive because there's so many games. Uh, so you know, there's not like you you know a team comes to town. There's three chances to see them, and if you you know you can get dependent if it's not like a Friday night game, it's a Tuesday night or Tuesday day game. You can get tickets for free, fairly cheap. And I think the Wild and the Vikings would be the next two most expensive all right it's cool that makes yeah it's kind of cool yeah but football is just too long and uh, i'm just football culture is like it's just so not what i'm interested in i get really into the right. games i enjoy football games because i get i could probably get way too into it i'm like anticipating the next moves and shit like that 
Yeah. Well, that's fun. Yeah. You typically yeah. have a lot of money on the line, Jeff. So. <laughs> yeah, that's the other part is the gambling aspect. Makes it a little more uh, intense, the outcomes anyway. And the process of the game, too. You're like, oh, no, they're not coming out like I thought they'd come out, you know? Like the wrong team scores first or something, you know? You're like, shit. <laughs> I get into them. I get into, like, watching the players, too, and how they're playing the game. I don't know. I like football. I didn't like it when I was younger. I kind of grew into it, I think, out of boredom, probably. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Well, it's, it's something to do. I mean, if you're a sports person, I mean, I'm a sports person. I'll damn near watch anything, you know, but I, but I haven't lived in a city with all the major sports. So I don't know what tickets the, the, um, the heaviest, I, I would assume it's NFL. So yeah, thanks for, thanks for that knowledge. That was pretty cool. What's kind of cool about where we live. I can hop on the bus and be at and take the bus to the light rail or walk to the light rail. It's only about a mile and a quarter from here. And then I can get to the Twins, Vikings, or the Timberwolves without any problem. And and also to the Minnesota Wild. So I can get to pretty much anywhere without driving for That's cheap. Awesome. Nice. But then there's a pandemic. I'd, I'd, yeah, but I'd love, I'd love to live in a city with mass transit like that. Like Chicago. Like I mean, I know, Brian, you've ridden the L a thousand times, I'm sure. Transit in Chicago is great. Uh, Boston also has really good uh, mass transit. Getting on an uncomplicated uh, train system and being able to get anywhere in the city is pretty great. We're not quite that good here, but we're good enough, especially for where we live. Yeah. We're, we're like still like a $10 Uber anywhere. It's not bad. All righty. How about you, Brian? I don't remember the last time you were on. It's been a minute. The hell have you it's been, been up a minute. To? Uh, I mean, you know, uh, working <laughs> with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot of work. Um, yeah, this week was, uh, yeah, a lot of work. Got a lot of irons and a lot of different fires up there. Um, you know, made time to watch the draft Wednesday night. There you go. Uh, listen to you and Bo talk about the draft. Yeah. What'd you think? Uh, this, what about how I thought it was going to go, you know? <laughs> I uh, didn't really see any, no big surprises that really jump out at me. Yeah. We'll see how Anthony Edwards does in Minnesota. Yeah, right. I figure we'd probably touch on that later, but yeah. no, pretty good weekend. I was off on Saturday, watched go. the Memphis Tigers football game. I'd, I'd planned on going, um, but then kind of had second thoughts because of the spikes in cases. And I'll, I'll be seeing grandma on Thanksgiving. So I thought it was probably better to limit exposure, you know, be safe. It's interesting. Um, so yeah, I watched I watched the game on TV, and uh, I had to purchase the ESPN Plus finally because that seems to be where the majority of the Memphis Tiger football games are broadcast. You'd think with all the canceled college football games due to COVID, they could have flexed it to something ESPNU or something. But but yeah, downloaded ESPN Plus, and then immediately gave you the password for it so that you could turn it on at work. <laughs> So now Jeff has my password to everything. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> but yeah, that's about it. It's about the extent hey, of my week. Je- Jeff, I forgot to tell you, I, I went to an estate sale today and this guy was a big golfer. So he had all these trophies of like tournaments that he had entered and it was like first place. It was always really cool. And 
I ended up getting one. It's like a statue of a golfer, and it's like his. It's like his after swing, but it's got a little plate on it, right? It's really small. I'll take a picture and send it to you. But um, it says Farmington Country Club Men's Club Championship Second Flight Runner Up, nineteen ninety six. That is a ridiculous title to hold. <laughs> right, I was thinking about just taking it off because it, it's a cool statue. I mean, it just looks cool, you know. And um, I was thinking about taking a little plate off of it, but I don't know, man. <laughs> it might be pretty cool leaving it. Yeah, uh, runner, second runner up. You should leave it the way it is. Maybe if you do anything, take the little golfer guy off the top of it and put a little basketball guy on there. No, 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 no. What it is, it, it, it's it's a whole guy. Yeah, it, it's, it's, a, it's like a it's like a statue. Not right, but it's it, it's not like a um, like a trophy you would see, like like the bronze and like a guy sitting on top. It's not that. It's a piece of wood, and he's on the wood, so it's like more of him as a statue. It's kind of cool, you know. All right, cool piece of art. Oh, okay. Like, All right. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, deface it in any way. You got to keep that thing the way it is. Yeah, I think so. I think I need to. It's, it's and nice it's and so weird. funny, hmm? dude. He had a hole. He hit a hole in one, and he had the card of where he hit the hole in one, and he framed it. And I was like, I'll take that. And I was like, Nah, I think that's bad juju. You know, like I'll. I'll never hit a hole in one if I steal someone else's hole in one. That's not going to be why you don't hit a hole in one. <laughs> <laughs> you suck. Yeah. So Thanksgiving is this week. And before we get into like NBA stuff, Brian, you said you were going to go hang out with family for Thanksgiving. What is everybody doing for Thanksgiving? How is that going to work? We're going to have uh as safe as possible Thanksgiving. I mean, it's the family that I pretty much see on a regular basis anyway. Okay. Uh, most of us are on the level. Everybody's pretty safe when they go out. I mean, I'll be outside most of the day cooking a turkey mm-hmm. and uh, drinking drinking whiskey. Um, but, yeah, I'm planning on eating outside. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, my family's pretty understanding and pretty much on the level. You know, we'll – We'll open some windows and that and that jazz, keep it kind of short and sweet. But uh, yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get together a little bit. I mean, we spent you know the summer kind of hanging out outside. We, we get together relatively frequently, safely. So my family isn't super affectionate. There's not a lot of hugging and kissing. So sure, <laughs> we're not we're not all over each other. Right. The Clarks are pretty uh, pretty standoffish emotion wise. So. But yeah, but yeah, that's the plan. Do a little outdoor cooking, quick dinner. Okay. And uh, and then get out of there. Any anybody else? Am I, am I am I the only crazy one? Am I insane? I'm curious. Bo, you've got family from out of town. Is anybody traveling? What are you guys doing? No, my sister and brother in law usually come here for Thanksgiving, but they're not from from Denver. And we usually would get together with Kate's mom's family, but we're not having any sort of big gathering this year with them. I'm not sure actually what the rest of them are doing. I think most of them are probably not getting together. We will, we'll see her parents, but we've been seeing her parents and that they actually haven't been seeing anybody. And that's, that's all we're going to do. Laddie, what about you? How are you handling Thanksgiving? Um, well, basically all my uncles and all my aunts are going to go over to my cousin's house. There's about 25 of us. We're just going to go out there, eat, and have a good time. 
Fuck it. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, me, me, and, me and the girlfriend are going to run to at my mom's house. And that's it. You know, my mom lives by herself. The rest of my family's in California. So we're just going to go eat at mom's house and everything. and Take the risk. It's, All right. Well, I mean, m- m- well, mom's cool. Mom doesn't leave and go anywhere, you know. Mom doesn't really do anything to be honest with you. So like she's been waiting for this since last uh, Thanksgiving. So uh, she's excited. And like she hadn't been because um, my girlfriend's going to have surgery coming up soon in like two weeks. So she has to make sure that we are like not, that's why I could, one of the reasons why I couldn't come over today to do this is that I, I can't be around anybody unless like it's work related, you know, mm-hmm. um, to keep her kind of safe as well. All right. Look, well, you're at work, man. Make sure you wear that mask. Don't fuck Dude, around. Dude, I haven't, man, I haven't taken it off at all. And you know what's crazy is it does not bother me. I mean, like, I don't even think about it. You know, it's it, it's just like I have to wear this and I can scratch my nose outside of my fucking mask. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. So, like, I, I'm doing everything to where, like, because I can't get her sick because if she does that, because if she gets it, then she's going to have to have. She's going to be out of work for two weeks, you know, after her surgery. So she doesn't need to be gone for four weeks. Let's put it that way. All right. Yeah. So I'm really careful. I've talked with the family and it's been a little mixed, but I've decided I am going to go over there, but I'm not going in the house. I'm not going near anybody. I'm going to hang out outside, have a couple beers. I think my mom's got a bunch of to-go containers. She's going to slide me some food and then i'll probably just get out of there i think that's our plan nice. I, I you know it'll be nice to make the effort and go over there say hello but as far as like everybody sitting down at a table and breathing all over each other i've decided against it i don't give a shit what anybody thinks that's how i'm playing it well, for for Easter last for Easter last year, that's exactly what we did. We had Easter outside. I mean, it was in April. It was a nice time, but like we had on my mom's patio furniture, and mm-hmm. I, I think I think Brian, I think that you're you're doing that as well. I think that's a great idea. You know, it may be a little chilly, but fuck, at least you can kind of see each other and you're still distance. My parents and my siblings don't go to church. You know, they don't. They're they're not out around a lot of people. I mean, just just like I do. They. They go to work, they wear a mask when they're at work. They go to the grocery store, they wear a mask when they go to the grocery store. My parents go out to eat every once in a while, but they, they go to restaurants where everything's spaced out. They like the, the corporate chains, um, and they pretty much you know go by the letter of the law. So, you know, it's not right. like I don't have anybody in my family that's, you know, engaging in risky activities. And I, I know that's not a 100% fail-safe, but... Uh, you know, I feel like as, as long as we're safe about it, I think we're okay. Okay. And uh, like I said, I mean, I'll mostly hang out outside. I'll, you know, I can run into pee every once in a while if I need to. Um, but yeah, the plan is, you know, cook what? outside, eat outside. You said go inside to pee. What, they ain't got a backyard? <laughs> I could pee in the backyard. <laughs> I may pee in the pool. Yeah, there you hey, go. You might make TikTok. <laughs> Obviously, I'm not with it. I don't like the NFL um, or football, but making TikTok, does that mean making it big on TikTok? Or Yeah, making it big on TikTok. I got you. Yeah, yeah. Keep me out of it. All right, let's get into it, guys. 
I've been watching ESPN Plus videos all goddamn day. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, so, wait. Before we get before we get into it, ESPN Plus made me think. We also in Minnesota have Major League Soccer. I forgot to bring that up. Ooh, uh, Memphis has a soccer team. Maybe, uh, but not MLS. Maybe we gotta start gambling on these games. Oh yeah, no, and actually, not MLS. MLS, the the soccer stadium, they have a brand new soccer stadium, and it's literally like one mile from the house here. And I've when I've gone to games, we've walked up there. It's super fun. Yeah, that sounds cool. I, like I might actually yeah, that's get nice. into, yeah. into soccer more than anything else. I figured. I figured. <laughs> I, could, I knew it. I fucking knew it. <laughs> oh, it's bizarre. It's crazy. All my neighbors around here, all of them love the loons. Right. Go loons. Basketball and soccer. <laughs> Bo, you fucking aging liberal. <laughs> <laughs> There it is, yeah. Uh, what are you looking at, Jeff? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is a man giving cunnilingus to a lamb, if that's what you're looking at. <laughs> Look, I think it's about time we get into some NBA shit. First up, we got some news, okay? I was thinking about last week's episode, and uh, I remember we were talking about, like, every team is spending money. Like, it's almost like they feel like they have to. And I said some shit about, like, every team has to spend, like, $70 million. Maybe that was true, like, 10 years ago. But now it's, like, uh, $98 million. So each team, the minimum salary they can have on their roster is $98 million per team. It has to That's be the, the cap. What do they call it? The cap floor? Yeah, it has to be 90% of the salary cap. Yeah. All right. So I wanted to kind of clear that up, first of all. So that may be, you know, part of why OKC is absolutely fine with sitting on Al Horford as long as they have to. I which I don't think, which is, but not to get too specific on that, I don't think that's that long of a contract for a team that has to spend money anyway. Right. I agree. They're going to have so many young guys coming in and out of those doors. They're going to have to sit on contracts. They'll probably be able to sit on a lot of contracts over the next five or six years, you would you would think. Or hell, maybe. maybe I don't know. Maybe people start signing there, but I don't know. They could, they could end up being one of those teams that are like a salary dump absorber, you know? For, for a while, yeah. Yeah. What, what are you talking about just sitting on some big contracts until yeah. they're – thousand until their thousand draft picks pan out right so a way for them to get more picks and possibly young talent is they absorb like a large expiring contract from somebody or something like that you know or a a contract that somebody wants to get off of like a chandler parsons contract or something like atlanta did (laughs) (laughs) are you are you are you predicting john wall to to oklahoma city (laughs) i mean I don't know if the Wizards would just give him up for what it – I mean, yeah, I guess. I don't know. The John Wall thing is interesting because it is such a big contract. There's only so much that people can trade. And I guess Houston has those big contracts too. But I don't know. They came – didn't they come out today and say, like, John Wall's not – we're not shopping John Wall. Yeah, yeah, they did. 
or not trade. They did, yeah. They they said that, yeah. John Wall never never asked for a trade. Dude, that's exactly the kind of shit that a team puts out right before they trade somebody. Sure. Yeah, you're gonna build around John Wall. He's always he's too hurt. They just need to rebuild right now and try to get as much as you can for the guy. Yeah, probably. They probably need to start over. But that's the thing. He makes so much money. You have to have a team that can absorb that contract. Or you have to find like a suitable trade back for big money, which is hard to do. It's going to be a tough one for Houston and Washington, unless they just swap out players. (laughs) I don't know if either team gets better like that. I don't know if Houston would be willing to take John Wall. Hey, John Wall always wanted to play with DeMarcus, right? He can go to Houston, (laughs) yeah. Oh, my God. I can't believe Houston did that. What did they give him? A minimum. Okay. Is that all it was? I didn't see it. I didn't see it reported anywhere. Man. I feel like it was. Yeah. Houston just was like, we need a center. Like now. (laughs) Yeah, but he's going to play like four games for you. Who knows? Houston traded with Detroit for Christian Wood. Okay. He had some good numbers when Drummond was out. Yeah, he's uh, that Detroit guy that n- none of us picked up in fantasy that was yeah. ki- killing it before COVID. He was like on fire, and then the season ended, and it didn't matter. I was like, why didn't I pick up? Who gives a shit? <laughs> okay. He's a, I mean, he's a young, he's a young potential guy, you know. Christian Wood got three years, forty-one million. All right, yeah, it's about twelve a year, or thirteen a year, or something. Fourteen, thirteen and a half. Math checks out, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What else did we see in the news? Uh, Training camp opens up December 1st. That is next week on Tuesday. Holy shit. That is crazy. How long has it been since uh, the Lakers won it? (laughs) Uh, I could just guess. like mm, Maybe four weeks? Six weeks? Seven weeks? No. I don't remember. The last game was October 11th. October 11th. So about six weeks. Six or seven weeks. Yeah, okay. Wow. All right. Um, Anyway, so next week on Tuesday will also be around the time the first half of the NBA schedule will be released. The second half will be released in January or February. So they're just putting half. It's happening so fast that they can't even put the whole schedule together. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, training camp, and that'll just be like three weeks, and then we'll have a season. Let's see. Did you see this fucking shit about Pope Francis and the five NBA players? I saw yeah, it. Yeah, I did saw not that. Read, did not read anything about what it. What the hell is this shit? Sounds like the intro to a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Pope Francis and five NBA players walk into a bar. <laughs> and they uh, compare social media accounts. Um, well, I'll say this about Pope Francis. He seems to be right about most issues. Uh, so much so that I have a friend that just is a practicing Catholic. Some of, and I won't say what church in Memphis he goes to, but like his stance on was it gay marriage? It pissed off some of the congregation at that church. So if that tells me all I need to know about Pope Francis, he's on the right side of things. Yeah. He's pretty, pretty progressive from everything I've seen from him. So they're going to discuss 
the players' efforts around social justice, it appears to me that they're going to look for perhaps guidance and a way to be more effective, maybe a way to kind of cut through the bullshit and what they can actually do to make a difference. That's what it looks like to me. It's Marco Bellinelli, Sterling Brown, Jonathan Isaac, Kyle Korver, and Anthony Tolliver. Sounds about right. If I had to pick those dudes, it would have been the Italian guy, Bellinelli. He's a translator. Okay. Um, Anthony Tolliver's elder statesman. Corver's the conservative white guy from Iowa or wherever he's from, Dakota. So he's he's going to go talk to Jesus. I can see that. Jonathan Isaac's hurt, so he has nothing else to do. And then Sterling Brown was tased by police, so yeah. he has a fight to fight. So group group checks out. Yeah, it's very interesting. I don't know Jack maybe, shit about it really, but maybe I'll maybe Twitter will get mad at me. <laughs> I just thought that was kind of interesting, worth bringing up. It, it, no, it is. It's fa- it's fascinating, actually. It's it's a good thing. Yeah, I think so. One other thing I saw in the news that was pretty interesting was it's been officially reported the Raptors are going to play the 2021 season in Tampa. The situation was there's travel restrictions that exist because of COVID-19 where the, the Canadian federal government is not allowing – people to come in and out of their country. And they ruled Friday that the Raptors will not be able to play games in the country. Cities that were considered as options for the Raptors were Kansas City, Buffalo, and Nashville. But uh, apparently Tampa was the preferred choice of several players on the roster. They wanted to go to Tampa, Florida, which is interesting to me. It's like a COVID hotbed. What is so interesting about Tampa? Weeds cheaper. Is it the weather? <laughs> you're going from you're going from cold ass Toronto to sunny, sunny Tampa, Florida. I mean, if you're if there's concern about Tampa being, you know, the state of Florida being a COVID hotspot, I mean, everywhere in America is probably going to be a COVID hotspot soon. I mean, we, yeah, we, we're a COVID hotspot up here. Good point. I don't know what the difference is between Tampa and Kansas City. The Raptors probably wanted to go to Florida. They could have gone to Nashville, but I think the no state income tax is a bonus. And it's going to be warmer down there. So they just said, well, fuck it. We'll, we'll, we'll stay warm. I think they're going to Tampa because they're going to build Tampa's brand is what it is. They already have hockey. They just won the championship. They have baseball, who almost went to the uh, World Series. Mm-hmm. They have Tom Brady on the football field. Mm-hmm. The only sport they're missing is basketball. So I think they went there to, A, build their brand, and I think they've got something else in the works. They've talked about this for such a long time, and this wasn't in the past like three weeks. This is in the past like seven, eight months they've had this conversation. So I think they're working on building a brand. Like a, I don't want to say like a, 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 maybe like an expansion team, maybe. But it's somebody of the organization of of the Toronto Raptors. That's what I think. It's it, it's perfectly clear. It's written on paper. It's right there. They could have gone any and everywhere, mm-hmm. and they decided to go there. Tampa's not the most glorious place ever, but still, when it comes to sports, they're missing one franchise. Yeah, I mean, this is what happened right before Seattle moved to Oklahoma. It was Katrina. Was it the Hornets at the time? They moved to Oklahoma. 
and it worked out so well that they uh, the league ended up moving a team to Oklahoma. Yeah. Right. I don't. I don't think. The, I don't think the Raptors are trying to move. I don't think that by any no. means. I just think that. I, I just think someone in their organization, maybe the owners, like you know what? Let's just go down here for a little bit. They don't have a team. They obviously deal with sports. Let's see what we can do for a season. Rather than somebody in the in Toronto's organization, what if it was? What if the NBA kind of funneled them down there, suggested that they play in Tampa? Yeah, because uh, if they do see if they do see I, expansion teams coming, that's, I mean Tampa does seem like a logical destination. Maybe the NBA kind of, I don't know how you sweeten the pot for a team, you know. I agree, hundred percent. State income tax and good weather. Yeah, that's, yeah, I agree, hundred percent. I think it can be true that players are there, and then also that also that the NBA wanted them there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. Was that if the league does have a plan to expand or move a team or whatever it is like this is this would be a great trial great opportunity to try it out i think you're right 100 percent. i think the other destination i mean you think about it too if they do that there the next logical city to own a basketball team would be las vegas yeah that would be an east team and a west team huh yeah yeah you just added two there if you want to do two more you put nashville and then you put uh, austin texas Man, Can't do Na- over. Nashville, Memphis, man, Memphis. <laughs> For basketball? I don't know if Nashville would support a team. I don't know. I think they would. I think they would. I, I think that they would. I think, I, I mean, if I'm not Tampa, I'm going yeah. to Nashville. Dude, they, they already have the, the, the Predators that are awesome. They have the Titans that are awesome. They have Nashville, the, the stigma that goes around that, boom, you just go ahead and you put a fucking basketball team and call them the fucking Nashville Blues or the Nashville Sound or some shit, game's over. Yeah, I guess you would have to consider all of the teams that were included, Kansas City, Buffalo, and Nashville as I mean, I mean expansion teams. Well, no, you're right, but remember, Cities. I mean, recently, right, yes, and Justin Timberlake recently was talking about putting a Major League Baseball team in Nashville. So I'm telling you, man, wouldn't be the dumbest thing. Sorry, guys. I lost you there for a minute. My wireless headphones went out. So I'm on an old pair of oh, Apple. Oh, shit. You actually sound better now. Oh, really? Here yep. comes the scratching of the microphone. Oh, good. Oh. <laughs> I'll, I'll hold it away from me. <laughs> it's the mouthpiece. Is there any way to just hold the mouthpiece, I guess? Tape it to your glasses. Hang on. <laughs> it's a scratchy, scratchy, squeaky noise. All right, I'm, I'm holding it away from my face. Is that better? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Sorry. I just, I know for, no. I know from past experience that that shit will drive you crazy if you're listening. Sure. <laughs> sure. Sorry, I had my Bluetooth charged up. I don't know how that, they're supposed to have a 10 hour battery life on it but i don't know they're kind of old maybe the battery's wearing out on it dang dude what if they call what if they called them the nashville beat that is a badass name for a basketball team i mean it's kind of like the utah jazz but the nashville beat that'd be fucking awesome yeah but the but memphis has the best beat <laughs> all right sorry sorry i sorry i threw a monkey wrench and everything there for a minute sorry about that we can move on it don't matter it's all good. We should probably keep it going, though. We're already about an hour in here. So me and Bo already kind of discussed the draft. Brian, let's start with you. Did you see anything that you wanted to bring up 
on the draft? Um, I mean, I really, like I said, I didn't really, no surprises. I mean, other than, you know, just because of personal rooting interest, the, the Grizzlies moving up to draft Desmond Bain out of TCU and then taking the, the guy from, uh, from Michigan State, the center. That was kind of surprising to me because, I, I mean, I just assumed they'd have their one second-round pick and that would be it. So, yeah, I was surprised that they moved up to take this guy. I'm interested to see what he's got going for him. Um, I mean, I, I, I trust it. I trust this Grizzlies front office. They've mm-hmm. made pretty good moves so far that I can tell. So I'm willing to, you know, see how it plays out. Uh, but I mean, the you know, the early rounds, a couple guys dropped. I feel like Precious Achua dropped a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a couple players in there that dropped. I was surprised about RJ Hampton dropped. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, for the top part of the draft, I mean, Anthony Edwards going to Minnesota. James Wiseman go to the Warrior, going to the Warriors, where I think he's a great fit, and then Lamelo Ball going to Charlotte. That that wasn't surprising to me at all. P- pretty much fell exactly how how most people thought it was going to fall. So, were you surprised that none of the uh, top three picks were moved, traded? Uh, I know you were. Mm-hmm. You had a theory that the Warriors were going to move their pick. Mm-hmm. In what's what's kind of considered a not a strong draft, sure. I don't know that I expected moves, but they wouldn't they wouldn't have surprised me if they'd happened. The idea of the first overall pick sounds great, but then you draft Anthony Edwards and you go, ah, okay. Right. <laughs> the player Anthony Edwards doesn't necessarily sound as good as the idea of the number one pick. But no, I mean, pretty like I said, the draft pretty much played out the way I thought it would. But I'd, I'd be interested to see how LaMelo fits with uh, with the moves that Charlotte's made with what's apparently going to be first option Gordon Hayward again. <laughs> um, Timberwolves, you know, they got, they got their big guard to play with uh, Russell and Cat. Uh-huh. Um, and, I, and I think Wiseman is just a great fit for the Warriors. He gets on a team that's going to have a lot of veterans. He gets to kind of be the young guy to learn, play in the middle with Draymond. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this is – I don't I'm not, don't feel like I'm giving you any kind of like earth-shattering insight here, you know. Um, it kind of played out the way we thought it was going to. And, yeah, the guys, the guys dropping, a couple guys dropping was about the only – only – shock that i had but i mean players drop in every draft so you gotta expect you gotta expect a little bit of that yeah what do you what do you jeff what do you think about about no no trades in the top three i mean you, you seem like you were pretty set on one of those picks getting traded yeah i thought uh the warriors especially i thought they could have moved down and still got quality players i think they panicked when uh clay got hurt though and then i also thought Lamelo ball was like super uh super tradable name so he could get moved. I was surprised none of those things happened. And with Minnesota, I feel like they want veterans. I feel like that's a win-now team. So all of these teams are win-now teams at the top. It's very strange. They're like teams that I don't know if a youth movement really works for them, and yet here they are with rookies, top rookies. It's very strange. Like These aren't the bottom teams. These aren't the worst teams in the league. These top three teams are not even close of the worst teams in the league that's kind of where i was coming from with the trade like minnesota would benefit more i feel like from a veteran player same with warriors and charlotte i mean charlotte took a point guard they're sitting on like four or five point guards now (laughs) who the fuck is gonna play yeah it was just a little that, that those are the reasons why i thought a trade would be and it could still happen but i feel like if it was gonna happen it was gonna happen draft night Maybe the Warriors got a little uh, scared 
when Clay Thompson went down. That's all I can think about that. Like, that was probably the biggest surprise of draft night <laughs> was, was hearing about the Clay Thompson injury. <laughs> I got surprised a little bit. I didn't realize the 15th pick Cole Anthony that Orlando took from North Carolina. I had no idea that was Greg Anthony's kid. Oh yeah. Yeah. The kid from UNC. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, very, very emotional moment for him getting, getting drafted. It was an finally, uh, finally being, finally being able to provide for his family. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of hard work went into <laughs> making all those AAU teams based on his father's name. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm sure the kid works hard. It, it, the thing about him was that he just doesn't quit. That was what they were saying a lot about him. It's like the kid actually gives a shit. He was, he was compared to Wiseman a lot, you know, cause with, with, Cole Anthony was injured before James Wiseman left the Tigers. And so there was thought that maybe that Cole Anthony injury played into Wiseman's decision to leave the Tigers. But but Anthony came back. Anthony ended up coming back and playing. And that was I heard some comparison between the two players, you know, that Cole Anthony came back had had nothing to gain by coming back, but came back anyway. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. And I mean, I'm not gonna uh, I'm not judging e- either either guy for their decision. But I just that was that was talk on you know mm-hmm. sports radio and here in town, like p- people were looking for any reason to bag on Wiseman for uh, for leaving the Tigers. I'm pretty sure that I mean the Cole Anthony coming back after his injury, that was big. I feel like on his part to want to play. Yeah, because North Carolina didn't necessarily have a they didn't have a good team. They weren't you know they weren't top in the ACC. He just wanted to come back and play with his teammates. So I think it showed, it showed heart. Mm-hmm. How about you, Laddie? Did you, did you watch the draft? I did watch the draft, uh, the majority of it. I mean, a lot's going on. I agree with Brian. I think that it was a weak draft. I, I, I go back to my original statement is that, like, I love the NCAA tournament. I mean, we all love the tournament. Jeff, I've seen it with you a thousand times. Brian, you've been there too. Mm-hmm. And – the one thing I love about the tournament is you watch these certain players shine. You know, when I saw John Morant for the first fucking time was in the NCAA tournament and he was throwing out dimes. Like, I mean, he worked at a bank. dude. He was that smooth. And I was like, man, Grizzlies need this cat. Guess what you got? We got him. We did it. And that is the enthusiasm that I had. Right. As like a basketball fan without having that going into the draft, like I said beforehand, you know, these guys, they do all this type of research on these players, you know, but you don't have the big game that let them shine. And I think that's a downfall on every single player in the draft. Okay. I think that if we had the tournament and I think that, I think the draft would have been better than what it was. Okay. So with that being said, I think James Wiseman is going to be a rookie of the year. Oh, Hands down. You look at, you look at Anthony Edwards. Let me tell you something. You look at Anthony Edwards, and the kid is what? He's 6'5", he's 6'3", 235 pounds. That's your number one pick. The kid's got heart, and he's pretty good. But then you have James Wiseman, who is 7'1", 245 pounds. James Wiseman can step out and hit the three, right? Like, this kid can't do that. Because of Clay Thompson's injury, that is why James Wiseman will win Rookie of the Year. Because now – He's going to go ahead and have that pick and roll with Steph Curry, and that's going to be dirty. That's going to be so dirty because even if you throw it down to him, dude, he's going to get 21 a fucking game with fucking 12 rebounds. 
It's over. That's your rookie of the year. I'm not sure now, he's going to play seven. that many minutes as a rookie. I don't know, man. I think I, I know, I know. Uh, I probably, I probably way exaggerated on that, but like, I, I think he's going to be really good because of the injury of Clay Thompson. You're going to have to run the pick and roll more. So I think his spot in their advance, if he can pull out and hit the three, you have to have someone guard him. That opens up the entire offense when it comes to Draymond Green and Seth Seth Curry. So I think I think he's he's in a great position. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm, I don't know. I feel like the Warriors will play a lot of small ball. Wiseman will play, but if I, I, I don't know, but I'm thinking like 25 minutes a game. I, I hope he plays. I mean, I, I think, I think he's so good. You, you have other good players in there, like the LaMelo ball. I, you just don't, there's a question mark there. You know, I mean, he's done really well. I mean, people know what they're doing. I mean, the guy's really good. I think he's the best ball, ball player out there. I really do. I think he's better than his other brother. I think it was pretty good. I think that uh, the Grizzlies did all right. Uh, I think what they're doing is really good and, and and how they're putting things together. They're getting players that are different kind of player. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and I think it's going to work out for them. But, yeah, I, and then go back to the R.J. Hampton thing, man. There was so much hype about that kid, and he didn't go to college. He went overseas, and then all of a sudden he gets drafted, but he got drafted low. Mm-hmm. It just kind of makes you think what happens to these kids after high school. It kind of makes you think some of these kids might just need to go to the NBA. And I mean, if they fail, become they become Sebastian Telfair. I mean, it is what it is. But then again, you could also go through and be Kevin Garnett. I don't know if if them leaving and going into another league for a year and then going into the NBA is worth it. I think they just need to take these kids straight out of high school. I think they fucked that whole thing up, man. <laughs> I mean, seriously, man. I mean, I mean, look at it. R.J. Hampton was sort of talking about one of the best players coming out of there. They were talking about James Wiseman and all that kind of stuff. Well, James Wiseman played three games in college. He did decent, and then he was out, and he's a number two pick. Good for him. Anthony Edwards, I mean, look at these other top guys. They're pretty good, but the reality is I don't think these players need fucking college basketball. And yeah. that's a whole other conversation. It's a whole other conversation. <laughs> But I, I just I, I'm at that point where I think if you if you are that good at 18 years old, you need to jump to the next level. And I think the risk is worth the reward way, 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 way down the road. Yeah, I think they should probably as 18 year olds be able to declare for the draft. But I also see where a team wouldn't want an 18 year old. They want to see a little more first. They want to see a year of college or a year of pro, uh, overseas ball, whatever it is. There's less questions if they've played a little bit outside of high school. Right. (laughs) See, and then the flip side of that, though, and the flip side of that, Jeff, which is awesome, is Carmelo Anthony. When Carmelo Anthony had so much hype and he went to Syracuse and he won the national championship, that was so badass, you know? And just like – it was like, wow, you watch this guy who so much hype is and he goes to the next level. He could have easily come out, but he didn't. And and so that's the good part about having these kids in here is you get to see the stars actually shine, you know. But here here's here's what's crazy. I, I don't know if you noticed this at all, but these two players went back to back in the NBA draft, right? These guys go back to back. Their name is Cassius. They had the same first name. Isn't that crazy? When was this? The second round? Yeah, in the second round. One of them was a point guard from Michigan State, and the other is a uh, and the other is a um, shooting guard from Duke. And so I just kind of thought that was funny. 
Yeah, one went to the OKC and one went to Indiana. I thought that was funny. That's pretty strange. Has that ever happened before? <laughs> Cassius, Cassius uh, Winston from uh, Michigan State was the player that uh, the day that Kobe Bryant died, uh, there were the, the clip circulated of Tom Izzo telling Cassius Winston that uh, Kobe died. Post game, he had, he had a big game. I, he may have hit a game winner. I don't remember, but he had a big game. Right. And uh, Izzo walks up and says, "Kobe died." And he looks over and he says, "Bryant." <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Kobe. Oh, wow. Kobe Bryant. <laughs> it was it was a clip that circulated a lot that day, and I mean, over in the in the week afterwards when they talked about Kobe. Look, here's what's funny. They go 53 and 54, and above Cassie and Winston's is Kenyon Martin Jr. Look at that. Thanks. Laddie, is there anything else you want to that you wanted to bring up about the draft? Hey, I'm good. I think, I think I got what I wanted to get out. All right, let's move to free agency then. All right, let's start with Marcus All. Everybody's itching to talk about Marcus All. He's going to the Lakers in a two year deal. How much was it? I mean, whatever, like two million league minute, yeah, league minimum, league minimum. So he's just going to play for a winner, veteran minimum, veteran minimum. Uh, I think it's more than just playing for a winner. I, a guy like Mark wants to play with the best and play basketball the right way, and LeBron wants to play basketball the right way. So, well, and Powell played there, and it would be, it's probably his best chance to win a championship based on what they did in free agency. The Lakers did. And if he could win a championship with the Lakers and his brother did too, that, that'd be pretty awesome. And then knowing Mark and knowing Powell, Powell probably owns a place there that he's not using and Mark can just stay there. It's just like, well, I'll just go to LA. Fuck it. It's easy. Mm-hmm. That's my take. I kind of looked at it as Mark's going home. It's going back. Oh. Oh, for fuck's sake, please. Drafted him. Just, just laughing at me, shaking my head on the Zoom call. Mark's going home. Yeah, Mark's going, from L.A. It's going, right. He went to high school in L.A. It's going back to the team that drafted him. Kobe never went to Charlotte. <laughs> Kobe never went <laughs> back a, it's home. A, it's a big swing considering the last the – last, uh, we'd heard from Mark is that he was possibly going to go back to and play in Spain. <laughs> Now he's going to play for the defending champions. Yep, going back to play for his Lakers. He's going back home to the team that drafted him. Good move for him if he wants to win another ring, you know? Yeah. The Lakers could technically hey, a- uh, bring Powell back this season on a minimal deal. Powell ain't minimal? got no team. Minimum. Minimal. Minimal. Sorry. <laughs> on a minimum On a minimum deal. Isn't, isn't there a third Gasol brother too? Shit, just sign them all. This is a sign as sign as mom too. She can cut hair in the bubble. Now this is a she's a physician. She can do much more than that. Thank you. I'm not. I wasn't saying she could only cut hair because she was a woman. I was saying <laughs> there's a history of NBA family members getting jobs being barbers in the bubble. <laughs> well, that might be true, but I think if she is a physician, that they she could be a team physician pretty easily. Oh, they, they should sign her. I think that makes more sense than her cutting hair. Thank you very much. <laughs> I can just see his mom working at. I can don't turn this around, Bo. 
I'm gonna say his mom working at Fantastic Sam's. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 they, they're like, yeah, we'll pay you seventy-five grand to be a barber, or we can pay you five hundred thousand dollars to be a team physician. Which would you rather have? Which are you qualified for? Oh wait, you don't know how to cut hair, but you're a board-certified <laughs> physician, so it looks like you're gonna have to be the doctor. Dollars, oh, wash your hair. No, I was, I was unaware that she was a physician, <laughs> but if she can help keep Anthony Davis healthy all year, then yes, yes, they should hire her to do that. Look, she made more money as their barber working in the bubble for a year than she would be in a position, dude. It's possible. Barbers in the bubble have uh, they have a lot of duties. Oh, yeah. Make a lot of money too. Make a shitload of money. Got a got a lot of balls in the air, you know. Yeah, LeBron James, dude. He's he's he, one thing I know about him. Everything they say is that he's a good tipper. He said that dude, like he he respects the game for sure. I'd love to win on that fool. All right. So for those who don't know, Pau Gasol won two championships in Los Angeles for the Lakers. And signing a minimal deal with his brother Mark is an idea that he has expressed interest in. Oh, I thought you were kidding. That's that's serious. Pal's <laughs> <laughs> pal's got to sign with the Lakers so we can make sure that LeBron does not have more championships with the Lakers. Than he does. <laughs> well, he was banged up. I I think I think I still think Pal's a good player. Yeah, I don't know if he can play any. 72 game season but he could probably uh help in the playoffs if somebody gets in foul trouble or something who knows shit having one gasol is good imagine just having two he might get hurt just trying to get back into shape so who fucking knows true it's probably a pipe dream but i think it's always kind of been their plan to try to play together somewhere i wouldn't be shocked if the lakers threw a minimal deal at pow to see what if he can come in and contribute at all, I wouldn't be sh- shocked at all. I don't know. That's a roster spot. It's hard to say. You think Pal? You think Pal's still in shape? No. <laughs> I think he's just been spending the last couple of years drinking wine and smoking cigarettes, having babies, making babies. Let's see. Aside from Mark, the most interesting team to me in free agency so far has been Portland. They traded for Robert Covington, and then they traded for – it was like a sign-in trade, I think, for Anis Cantor. He's the 28-year-old third overall draft pick from 2011. Let's see. They signed Derek Jones Jr. from Miami. They signed Harry Giles from Sacramento. They Favorite of the pod. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm a Harry Giles fan. It looks like Portland – is signing bigs. They're signing players that'll help them win now. They've still got Carmelo. They've still got all the old guys coming back. They've got young Anthony Simmons still. They didn't have to give up him. Got a healthy Zach Collins coming back, right? Nurkic, Zach Collins. They've got some players. I think they got deeper. I think that was kind of their short call, shortfall in the bubble was that they were a little short on their roster, who they wanted to play, guys they felt comfortable playing. This gives them depth. I think they were pretty savvy with their deals. I think they, it was good for them to be active in the free agency and try to grab some some bigs, and then they got some wing players. 
they still have Gary Trent Jr., right? And he was like a $1.6 million player. I'm pretty sure they just held on to him. Well, he's a second-round pick in 18, so he played last year, this year. And, then... and he's got a guaranteed option for 2021 for $1.6 million. <laughs> so he's there. Yeah. They're not looking bad. You know, the Cantor thing makes sense. They got brought Mello back. They got the two studs. I think they'll be good. So no, they I got mean, Cubbing, yeah, they've got they got, a, they've got, a, they got, they've got a loaded front court. Yeah, they yeah. got Covington a loaded too. front court. Yeah, they're going to be so. fucking good. I think so. Covington's a good pickup for them. Um, like I said, I mean, Zach Collins back healthy. I mean, yeah, they've got some depth in the front court, which they didn't necessarily have. And then not, and drugs are legal there too. So mm-hmm. whatever uh-huh. you want. Big big free agent destination. Yeah. That's right. But they're man, kind of, they, they were kind of in the same boat as uh, as Denver. I mean, Denver Denver had some injuries as well. Portland had that big run in the bubble. We saw where Denver just kind of looked gassed at moments in in, in the postseason. Uh, yeah, I mean, smart for them to add some depth once once they hit the postseason, they can you know get some guys some rest during the regular season, so they're a little fresher. Man, for the past forever, man, Portland has been right there. Portland has been like a I mean, a two, three, four team, you know, but the reality is they're a four, five, six team. Now, granted, they're in the good, they're in the playoff, but they're right always in the middle of the playoff. They're usually a four, they're usually a five almost every year. So I don't know what it is that's going to get them to the next hump. I do like that Gary Trent Jr. Jeff. I agree, uh, Junior Jeff, I agree with you on that for sure. That dude's legit. And uh, Enos Cantor. He just got him some big side right there. And you give Hassan Whiteside right there with him? No, uh, Whiteside's man, gone. He's gone? Yeah. He's, he's a free agent. They're not bringing him back. Oh. Uh, well, okay. Well, that's his replacement, obviously. All right. Well, yeah. whatever. So, but you got shooters of Robert Covington. You got Zach Collins. If Zach Collins can stay half ass healthy. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you're minus in 10 games this year anyway. So, you roll with what you got. I, I, you should be a 3-4 at the end of this year, man. I mean, they're a good team. Mm-hmm. Derek Jones Jr. is a young athletic wing. He's a ferocious finisher at the rim. It's kind of a reloading project for the Blazers, and it uh, gives them much-needed depth. They've got Ronnie Hood. Ronnie Jones Jr. signed a two-year, $19 million contract. Kid got paid, finally. He deserves it. I think Portland's going to be better than they were last year. As you know, if you've listened to this podcast very much at all, I am a kind of rooting for Portland. I feel like they've done the right things and they've uh Damian Lillard is like everything on that team. I'm a fan of Damian Lillard for sure. Not his rap career, <laughs> but his basketball career is good. <laughs> I could care I could care less about his off court antics. <laughs> yeah. No, he was great. I love I love Damian Lillard. Let's see what else Speaking was there. Speaking of Hassan Whiteside, is Hassan Whiteside has he been signed yet? I don't think anybody Not wants that I'm him. A, no, I don't think so. No. Hmm. No, Donovan Mitchell re-signed with the Jazz, five years, hundred ninety-five million dollars. Him and Tatum signed similar contracts, right? Those kind of yeah rookie max extensions. Mm-hmm. And when Tatum signed, that kind of took away the money that maybe could have gone to Gordon Hayward. He signed a new deal, a deal that's been clowned on by many. It's a four-year, $120 million deal with Charlotte. 
My initial thoughts were what? Why? <laughs> Why? Yeah, and they had to stretch Batum to do so, but mm-hmm. they're not going to get anybody next year, and they had to do something. They had to spend money? I think so. I, I mean, you're Charlotte. You're not doing anything anyway. Can, I mean, can Gordon Hayward be the first? I mean, we, we saw in Utah Gordon Hayward could be the first option, but that was – Five, four or five years ago, he was a different yeah. player. He's thirty now. Totally different player. Yeah, I mean, he had he's had a catastrophic injury. He's aged. Yeah, I mean, is he a guy? Is Gordon Hayward going to carry that Charlotte team, or is he just a guy that Jordan said, "Well, we got to spend money." He, Hayward's marketable. Let's go get him. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Is he the most high-profile free agent signing? That can score? Is that what it was? Like, let's go get some scoring? Well, as far as one that changed teams, but Fred Van Vliet was the biggest one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Toronto retained Van Vliet. Uh, You know, um, don't sweep Tuna under the rug, you know? Tuna. It's pretty big. The Grizzlies Grizzlies got to keep uh, Tuna Melt. That's right. DeAnthony Melton. Yes. What was his deal? Uh, like 35, 35 million over oh, four, years. four years. Four years, yeah, that's right. Four years, yeah, yeah. Partial guarantee out. in the fourth. Grizzlies locked in their shooting guard for the next four years. <laughs> They're back up. <laughs> Lego. <laughs> you know, I'm a fan of D'Anthony Melton. He was kind of a letdown in the bubble. I hope he comes in this season a little more aggressive. Like to see a little bit more out of him. Some yeah, he had a. Shooting. He didn't have the best bubble. Uh. Uh-uh. He did not have the best bubble. No. Uh, but I mean, you know, a lot of players had a, you know, a bad bubble. Paul George had a bad bubble, and still consider him what a top twenty player. I guess. Top thirty. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Uh, I don't think there's much to say about Gordon Hayward and Charlotte other than I think he does bring them some solid scoring if he can stay healthy. I think it's yeah, I think he'll be good. I think he takes the pressure off LaMelo. I yeah. Think, I think they made the right choice. See, Taking LaMelo, you, as, as far as going back to Charlotte in the draft, I think that I if the Timberwolves would have drafted LaMelo number one versus Anthony Edwards or even – James Wiseman, I would I would have said okay that, you know you've talked me into it either way. So for Charlotte, it's, it's a three person draft, much like much like with the Grizzlies last year, it was a two person draft, and I don't think you can fault Charlotte for taking Lamelo, even though you you referenced their roster, Jeff, which I think is completely ridiculous. I think that like PJ Washington and who was the other guy? They have didn't they just didn't they just pay Terry Rozier like last year? Like fucking. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Like a, like a, <laughs> now he's getting like some for money two, for three years, and then also, and then the Devonte Graham guy is that the the kid in Charlotte? Yeah, yeah. Who's, who was good, but dude, he you you can't trade Devonte Graham for the number three pick or the number ten pick. No, I get it. So I think Charlotte did the right thing drafting Lamelo Ball or whoever they would have drafted, and I don't think I. Like this is what Zach Lowe said today. He said, if everyone remains healthy, that's a big if. You can say that for any player. Look at Clay Thompson, who was a former Ironman that's now 
going to miss probably three years, essentially. But if Gordon Hayward is, you know, like a decent player and healthy in year three of this contract, he's not untradeable. He's a good player. So I think Charlotte did as good as they're going to do. They're going to be bottom of the barrel next year for free agents, regardless of what they did. It sucks to eat that Batum stretch, but I like it. I like what Charlotte did, though it makes no sense. I mean, they've got they've got they're, they've got their eyes set on the future. Jeff, you said earlier that you thought they were a win now team, and I, I don't see Charlotte as a win now team. I mean, any, any more than any. I mean, every team want, wants to win now, but they're kind of a um, in limbo. realistically, they're not a win now team. No, and I don't mean by I don't mean win now by championship, but. Mm-hmm. I guess they've just been kind of hanging in the middle of the pack for so long. Like, fuck are y'all doing? Yeah. So, whatever. Enough on Charlotte. So, they go and they get the hot new rookie, and then they sign a 30-year-old vet to a max deal. All right. Well, he's not Chandler Parsons. At least he's proven more. Seems like two different directions, but whatever. Pick a side. Dude. If I was a Charlotte Hornets fan and I've been looking at Michael Kidd Gilchrist and <laughs> and who else? I mean, like what they had was it Emeka Okafor? Who like I mean, like, let's talk about their draft picks. Like who have they draft? I mean, I think Lamelo Ball has a chance to be pretty damn good, like better uh, just as much as Anthony Edwards or mm. James Wiseman. I, I think it's all a wash, and I think Gordon Hayward's going to be good next year. I actually think he will be. I mean, his he'll, he'll get an uptick in numbers for sure because he's not the – he won't be the third option. The fifth the fourth option. option. Whatever the <laughs> fuck. Yeah. Brad Stevens I had mean, more shots than he did last year. <laughs> he'll be he'll be the go-to guy in Charlotte, you know. Yeah, and that actually yeah, might he – can, he, can, he, can he can average 25 and, you know, well, seven here's rebounds, four or five assists. You think he's going to be healthy enough to do that? I don't know if anybody's going to be healthy. Enough. Like LeBron James just finished playing October 11th. Is he going to be healthy enough? To, yeah. He's a thousand years old. He's 36, 35. I mean, so, no one, you can't predict saying. health. What I'm predict- saying, imagine, but yeah, but he just came off of surgery. So all these people who are just coming off of surgeries playing the end of last year and then now all of a sudden having to replay again. I don't know if they're going to stay healthy, man. Is, is Jeff's timing belt on his Honda Civic going to break in the next month? I don't know, but you know, it's a Honda Civic. Probably not. So I'm, I'm going to say right. he's going to stay healthy. I just think it's you – know, you can't predict it. Right. I mean, he there's a chance that Gordon Hayward – that he actually has turned a corner health-wise. He is going to be – next four years he'll play, you know, 82 games or 72 games or however many games the NBA season has going forward, and he's just fine. There's a chance of that. Tara Rozier is making $18 million. Have- I'm sorry. Hang on a second. Tara Rozier is making 18 18- Almost For nineteen this, million this year, this year and then next year, right? Yeah. So there's going to be somebody in there that's going to be upset. Well, they don't have a Mecca Okafor and Michael Gilchrist. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, and that's fine. But I think there is a logjam at the guard spot. Sorry, and I also don't think that Lonzo Ball is the fucking next coming of Michael Jordan either. Okay, so his name's not Lonzo; <laughs> it's Lamelo. Sorry. <laughs> And then in addition to that, I don't think there is another next coming of Michael Jordan, period. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm so, just being fucking goofy. I don't mean to piss you off, man. I just I think there is a fucking problem there. You don't. It's fine. We don't have to agree. 
I don't necessarily think there's not a problem, but for Charlotte, when I'm like the baseline is Kid Gilchrist and Mecca Okafor, I think they're doing the best they can around what they've got. I'm not getting pissed. I'm just I'm just getting involved in the conversation. Oh, sorry. Your tone is very stern. Well, I mean, I'm a stern. I'm reading it. It's getting you very have, serious on me. Bo's getting very serious on me. I'm a serious man. <laughs> but, but your tone, your tone is all wrong. You can't talk to my man in that tone. All right. Well, all right. Good, we'll look good, at Charlotte. I'm glad you're taking me serious. No well, one else in this. No one else in my life takes me serious. <laughs> we'll look at Charlotte at the end of the season. Do you see them as a playoff team? No, I mean I don't know. Not necessarily. I don't think they're, they had nothing to lose by signing Gordon Hayward. That's all I'm saying. It's the East. Anything can happen. Gordon. I mean Gordon Hayward. He's not coming into the season hurt, right? He didn't. He didn't have offseason surgery. He. He got injured and came back last year, right? He, I mean, right. He like he like sprained his yeah. He sprained his dick, I think. He was yeah, something like that. He wasn't right in the bubble. It was the old dick twist. Anyway, all right, we can move on from Charlotte. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I got so fired up. No, it's all right. I get your point that you don't not take the best available because you already have a guy at that spot. I get that. Well, it's, especially when the guy at that spot won you like enough games to get you the third pick. I thought there was a potential for all three of those guys to fucking get traded in the draft. I was a little surprised. Yeah, I know. It, it was like I said, like I, if the Timberwolves would have drafted Lamelo Ball, I'd be like, I, I think that was probably the right decision. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. I was just looking at their roster. They got they got a lot of guards. That's all. We're guards. They got a lot of guards. We're, we're the, Charlotte. We're, we're guards. We're Charlotte. We we're the guards. <laughs> Donovan Mitchell signed a five-year extension. Donovan Mitchell got five years, $195 million. Deer and Fox, too. Deer and Fox signed a big extension, too. Right? Young guys getting paid. Jason Young Tatum. Getting paid. You That's, love to see it. He should be. Deer's a hell of a player. Yeah, all, all these all these guys that signed these these rookie extensions, it's, it's great. I mean, they all, they're all well-deserved, I feel like. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're the future of the NBA. Deer and Fox. Uh yeah, those are the future of the NBA for sure. Those guys are good. Montrez Harrell flipped gangs. He went from the Clippers, signed a deal with the Lakers. Long lonely walk to the other locker room. I thought that was interesting. Uh, those Clippers, those Clippers teammates of his, got to be feeling kind of weird about that. Yeah, just imagine the thought process from wanting to play on that Clippers team that imploded. Switching from that team to the defending world champions with LeBron and Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. Sure, he had to think on it a lot. <laughs> I imagine uh, it was a quick and painless decision for Harold. <laughs> well, one's offering me money and one isn't. So later, losers. I'll, I'll go to the champs. Yeah. That takes a lot away from the Clippers. I agree. That's why I like the Clippers so much is because. I look back at the Grizzlies old teams and if you would have given me Lou Williams and Montrose Harrell at any point in the Grizzlies history, I'd be like, God damn, these fuckers are good. Let's go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that was the Clippers bench. <laughs> I agree. Well, I mean, they, they didn't finish the season. Well, Montrose Harrell didn't Pat Bev didn't 
And I feel that I feel like that kind of left a, a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths about the Clippers. I mean, regardless of Montrezl Harrell having a pretty good season as a bench guy, you know, for the Clippers. But one series with with all eyes on you can kind of change change the narrative on you. Uh, I mean, one series is not going to define his career. It shouldn't. Um, I think it's like a great pick over the Lakers. Like, you know, it gives them, gives them some uh, toughness. Uh, I mean, I love Montrez Harrell. I saw him play in college quite a bit and was just always just a dog. You know, he was always right, right where you need him to be. Yeah. I think he's a great player too. Mm-hmm. He went to Louisville, right? He did. Yeah. Yeah. I saw him. Yeah, he's really good. I, yeah. He's a good player. He was a great Louisville player because I hated him. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's how you know he's good. Yeah, hated them. Not Let's not see. quite on Nick Van Exel level, but with Cincinnati. But hey, uh, who does Toronto have at their front court now? They lost they, Mark they, and they lost Ibaka. They have Chris Bouchard and they signed uh, Aaron Baines. Bouchard okay. is uh, Boucher. Boucher, Boucher. Yeah. yeah, they just they just resigned him. And they got Bainesy. Okay. Look at Aaron Baines. Are they yeah. still a little oh, weak? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they have fucking Aaron Baines, and Boucher was really good. What else do they have? So, Baines. That's two uh, for their front court. They got two, That's guys. two guys. They have Baines, and they have their power forward. Well, Norman Powell can kind of play the four. Powell and okay. oh, uh, uh, Piakum. <laughs> Piakum, yeah, Piakum is a three Piakum. four. <laughs> yeah, he's a three four. I look at him as a three. But Baines, he's not going to be as skilled as Gasol. He's a little bit younger, and he can set screens. He can hit threes. I think Baines will be really good for the Raptors. Oh, okay. Probably fit their system well. Yeah, I mean, and he's Australian. So, like, as Aussies love the Toronto. Excuse me. Oh, he'll fit right in in Tampa, yeah. Yeah. Do you think they're thin in the front court, or are they going to be okay like that? It's the East. Like, who are they coming up against? Patrick Ewing? DeAndre Jordan? <laughs> DeAndre Jordan. Tristan Thompson in Boston. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. Tristan Thompson went to the Celtics. It's funny. You listen to Bill Simmons in his like latest podcast. He's like, he's like, it's okay we lost Gordon Hayward for nothing. It's kind of unprecedented, like his health and the, the this and the that and the... But I like the Tristan Thompson thing. You know, I mean, like Thompson will be f- probably pretty good for the Celtics, but yeah, he'll bring them he's rebounding. Pissed. He's pissed that they, they didn't, you know, get Miles Turner for free, basically. You and know, if a, you're Miles Turner, don't you want to, you know, yeah, he's, you want to come play for Boston? And he also said, it's too bad that the Memphis pick just didn't play out the way it's supposed to. It's like, what? <laughs> Fuck you, Simmons. Yeah, so the Boston thought that they were going to do a sign and trade with uh, Gordon Hayward for like Miles Turner, which is crazy. Yeah. I can't imagine Indiana doing that, honestly. I think Indiana really likes Miles Turner. Thompson will bring some rebounding no, he's, he's and good. Um, some a little bit of like grit, a little bit of toughness to the, a team that's essentially loaded with finesse players like Brown and Tatum. And Walker, but uh, how many games did he play last year? 
I can't believe Gordon Hayward didn't agree to a sign and trade. Now he's kind of like the bad guy in Karate Kid. He played Tristan Thompson played thirty <laughs> or excuse me, fifty seven games at okay. thirty minutes. So he's twelve points and ten rebounds, like maybe a, about a block shot a game. Okay. So you throw him into he's twenty eight. So you throw him into Boston with Brad Stevens and you make him a big man role player. Yeah. He's 6'9", 250. So he should, you know, he should be able to catch up with the wings. And he's pretty quick laterally. Last time I checked, watching him play, he just can't shoot. But good roll guy, good switch guy. He'll fit. You know, he'll probably play 25 minutes a game in Boston, something like that. They'll find a way to use him. His his three-point shot's improved a little bit, hasn't it? I seem to remember reading something that... Maybe. I don't know. Let's see what else. Where did uh, Avery Bradley end up? He just signed, didn't he? Oh, the Heat, Miami. Yes, that's right. Yeah, the Heat, Miami. The Heat got a score with Avery Bradley. One of those final teams. Avery Bradley went to yeah, the Heat. I don't know. He, he played for the Grizzlies. He was like, he was like, okay. I feel okay. Yeah, he's a lockdown. I, I've always wanted Avery Bradley on the Grizzlies. Just not, you know, I wanted him earlier in his career. I always thought he was a good <laughs> player. <laughs> I mean, he's 29. He was on the girls when he was like 25. All right, I gotta go. All right, Sorry. Laddie. Sorry. All, All right, right, bye. Thanks for coming on, Laddie. Take it easy, man. All right, man. Later, guys. Yeah, the Heat added Avery Bradley, uh, Mo Harkless, uh, re-signed Goran Dragic, and that's it. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's all I got. Well, they drafted Precious Achua too. They did. Which I think is also a good fit. I think uh, I think Spolcher's going to love that guy. Dragic, uh, Dragic said that his teammate down there, Jimmy Butler, threatened his life had he signed <laughs> anywhere else. Dragic apparently knows that he'll be in Miami beyond this guaranteed season. The player and the team are a good fit. So he says. Good for Miami. Run it back. Yeah, that's what Riley said. He wants to run it back. Yeah, I would. I mean, I would have loved to see a healthy, healthy Dragic and a healthy Bam against the Lakers. Definitely think it, it changes the tone of the series. Jeff, you and I talked about this before Game One. The Lakers weren't a shoe in against the Miami team. Miami Heat were tough. Yeah, uh, it's exactly the kind of team you want to put against LA. Sorry, I'm 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 frantically Google searching. Tristan Thompson's three-point percentage increasing. <laughs> hey, uh, can I go pee? No. Please. You guys can talk about whatever you want while I'm going. Uh, I'm going to go pee, too. All right. Pee sesh. I'm going to go mix another cocktail. Sounds good. And figure out if Tristan Thompson can hit threes or not. Well, Bo turned his mic off this time when he went to go pee. So, oh. <laughs> so he's learning. <laughs> Dang! Why do you stop halfway through your pee every time? <laughs> it's, it's the prostate. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, I don't really like the Beatles. Do you like the Beatles? Because I really don't. I mean, they're you know they're easy to listen to. I'll show you. So I got this Led Zeppelin in Memphis at a thrift store. Oh. You know what this one is? I don't know. Yeah, that's uh, Presents. It's fucking sealed. Oh. It was $1. Yeah. 
What is nice. it? Some fucking Led Zeppelin. That's album. like Led Zeppelin's fourteenth album. <laughs> it was a dollar. I was like, "Holy fuck, this thing's sealed." We actually listened to Led Zeppelin at work all day. I don't really like. As Led I was, Zeppelin. as I was telling, they couldn't. Just telling five dudes they couldn't sit at one table. This is another <laughs> Memphis thrift store find. Gypsy Kings. Bambaleo, Bambaleo. Oh, let me find this Beatles thing, and then we'll move on. Yeah, I've got to read my. I, f- I found the article about Tristan Thompson <laughs> shooting threes. Good. I got like I got like eight or nine more free agents, and then a uh, two-hour story on. Oh fuck! We got to keep moving. Um, yeah. Oh, I gotta find this fucking thing. So I'm trying to figure out. There it is. Look, Bo, it's boo. It's cool. You have a Beatles record. Congratulations. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, this is one of my. So there's this one with the that has the the butcher issue on it. Oh, oh, damn. And so this has all the right numbers for it to be the $500 one, but you can't see the Ringo V-neck on it, right? You're supposed to be able to see the Is Ringo. that the one where, like, the inside sleeve has the, the butcher? So, like, if you peeled... Like yeah, can, it's got the sticker. Can, yeah, 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 You can see yeah. this. Look at the sticker. Bill, you need to sell that thing and send one of your kids to college. That's, like, $500. For... for a week. <laughs> so if I pulled it out, like it's got the right color record on it. The record's all beat yeah. up. And I haven't cleaned it or done anything with it because I'm going to leave it alone because it doesn't matter. Because what I do to it at this point changes nothing. Well, honestly, that record, Bo, people buy it for the sleeve anyway. They don't buy it for the record. Right. So the actually, the, only pro- the sleeve is in really good shape. It's mm-hmm. coming apart. Like if you take it out, it's coming apart. And it's got a little yeah. fra- fraying. Mm. But... Like I think this is the like fucking thousand dollar. I don't know that because you can't actually see his thing, but I still think this is the thousand dollar one. And you can't peel it. To, you can't peel it to find out because then you you know. I guess maybe uh, dude. There's like I guess I'll bring it to the record store next time I go and just say, hey, is this the one or not? And he'll have, he'll offer you twenty bucks for it. Um, tell yeah. Us. He's like, nah, dude, that's just for five bucks. But I'll trade you, you a, I'll trade you the new beta beta band LP for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Bob, the new Bob Mould Record Store Day album. It's like, okay, I'm not from here, so Bob Mould doesn't do anything for me. But thank you. Um. All right, anyway, I think that's the one. I think it's probably worth about a thousand dollars. That's pretty <laughs> and I, crazy. And I got it for a dollar. Nice. I got a whole stack of Beatles stuff. I found this thrift store. I have to look. It's like off of Winchester somewhere. And I went there about once a month for a year. And I kept getting all this like crazy classic rock and weird stuff. Like weird, like good, like Philip Glass, Kleinistazzi, like all this cool Ooh. stuff. Yeah, you should tell me where that is. I'll look it up. I'll, so yeah. I can go clear it out before you come back in town. I, I Trust me, I'm not going <laughs> to show up on in town. I'll tell you where it is. It, dude, it was 10, like 20 years ago. Ah. Um. I'll look it up right now. All right, let's keep going. Let's do it. Tristan Thompson. So let's switch gears back to hoops. Refocus. (laughs) Brian, you said you were looking up Tristan Thompson because you're convinced he can shoot the three now. It took me a while, but I found it while you were peeing. (laughs) Just going to go ahead and read straight off the ESPN website. <laughs> Thompson produced for Cleveland, averaging a double-double the past two seasons after never having done so previously in his career. Last season, he averaged a career-high 12 points per game, 
while showing some deep shooting range. Nine of 23 from the three-point line for the first time in his career. 20, he took 23 threes. In my book, that's a that's a stretch, that's a stretch big. Boston's secret weapon next year. Yes. Tristan in the corner. He's six nine. He should be able to shoot a fucking three. He's clearly, clearly the answer for the uh, Gordon Hayward replacement. A six nine guy that can shoot the three. What a fucking revelation. <laughs> the way of the future. <laughs> <laughs> so uh Montrez Harrell left the Clippers to go to the Lakers. So the Clippers acted fast and signed Serge Ibaka. I didn't see the money on that deal. I assume it's not much. I guess that's a pretty uh, good replacement there. He's 31 years old, Serge Ibaka. Cool. He's a, I mean, he's a durable vet, right? He'll probably play more games than, than uh, Kawhi. <laughs> Surge is good. No, I mean, I think that's nine million a year somewhere thereabouts. That's a good. Okay. That's a good signing. He's a good piece. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you want to be a contender, you you want a guy like that off your bench, for sure. Yeah. Sticking with the West Coast, Wesley Matthews to the Lakers. I mean, whatever. I mean, he's he's a good he's a good guy. He can shoot threes and play defense in spots. I guess he's like Danny guess. Green replacement. Yeah. Yeah. But, I guess money wasn't the issue. He'd already been paid by the Mavs. Uh, the yeah. chance to play with LeBron and Davis, uh, I think, was what he was looking for. I think he'll be open a lot. People won't be paying attention to him. He's going to get points. He's going to get shots. Oh, Wesley Matthews. I don't know if there's a lot to say there. I don't know. Do you guys want to elaborate on that? Not on Wes Matthews. Like I said, I Not think really. he's nah. 20 minute plate. Game got- player, he you know, whatever. There's a couple more interesting uh, signings than that to me. Looking at the Hawks, they're a bad team. We had discussed whether or not this guy was going to take the money or a shot at a ring. And I'm talking about Danilo Gallinari. Clearly, he went with the money. Three years, $61 million for the, with the Hawks. I thought you were going to say Rajon. Well, we'll stay I with thought, the I Hawks. I thought you were going to say Solo. Solo. Did he sign? <laughs> What's the Hawks? Sign with the Hawks. <laughs> Beautiful. What'd he get? I, I think he got the max. The the minimum max. <laughs> the max. The minimal max. <laughs> he got I bet he got six million a year. No, dude, he got a minimum contract. Come on. He's got a really, really good table Dang in Magic it. City, is what he's got. <laughs> he got six million over three years. <laughs> So yeah, Hawks added uh, what Gallo, yeah. Rondo, yeah, they got Solo. Rondo, <laughs> Solo, and Solo. Uh, what did Solo get? What did he get? Fucking... Dude, it's a minimum. Like, don't what even is it? like come. I don't know. Don't look at like. Don't you even look, look it up. up. You look it up. I can't look it up. I'm hosting this shit. I'm. I'm <laughs> all right. I'm busy. It's, the the contract's so small it probably doesn't even show up on Basketball Monster. <laughs> All right, hold on, Solomon Hill. Basketball dude. Monster. As <laughs> <laughs> we all know, that's where Bo's getting all his information. I haven't paid for that this year. <laughs> Mo Harkless, thirty. No, it's not Mo. Mo so low. Why? Not slow, Mo. Mo. So low. The terms of the deal were not disclosed. Okay, fine. 
fuck you, Solo. Dude, anyway, it's, it's a suitcase full of cash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's one year, five hundred thousand dollars. Brian, I'm driving down Winchester on Google Maps. I don't know where that thrift, thrift store was. It was, it's gone. It's long gone. So uh, sticking with the Jeff's Hawks, like fuck you, idiots. We got a lot to Close go. Close due to COVID. We've got a lot to go. Look. We have like five minutes to go. It's like midnight. So sticking with the Hawks, Rajon Rondo appears to be striking while the iron's hot. Two years, 15 million. He's 34 years old. This could very well be his last contract. He played well for the Lakers. He had to take the deal for the most money. And the Hawks, they got money to spend. They got to hit that minimum. It's the best possible deal he could have gotten, you'd think. Absolutely. Uh, it's not about playing for a winner anymore with him. It was about him coming off of a great year and cashing in on what he did last year, I would say. That's not unusual. Guys do this shit all the time. He just won a title last year, and maybe maybe he will be a contributor. Maybe he will be able to help with uh, Trey Young, whatever young guys they have there. You teach him some defense. Hell, they might win some games. They got Gallo and... I don't know. He Gallo can fit in anywhere. But I don't know. Yeah, Rondo. All right. Enjoy your money. Fish um, tail out the parking lot leaving magic. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Not much else to say there, I don't think. Let's move to our boy, Jay Crowder. Did you see this? He signed with... Suns could be scary good. Phoenix, Yes. He got multiple years, which the Heat weren't offering. I guess the Heat are trying to keep space in the future open to sign another big-time player. Maybe Giannis, I don't know. But uh, not a bad alternative for Jay. The Suns may be on to something. He got three years, uh, roughly $30 million. So he's going to get $10 million a year. He got three years. Good for Jay. He's a guy that when he played for Memphis – we appreciated him, I think. I think he felt appreciated here. Oh, he's great. Yeah. I think he was a big part of the success, the early season success the Grizzlies had. I don't know if there's a lot to say there. What do you what do you guys think? Good signing for Phoenix. Yeah, they you made know. some great I feel like they made some great moves. I mean, uh Jay's uh I mean a great vet guy you want in your locker room. Um he, he came into the situation in Memphis clearly knowing that he was going to be traded, but still embraced the team and the young players embraced him and feel like he taught him a little bit while he was here. Uh, Jay, he's a hard worker, you know, a guy who just packs his lunch pail and brings it to work every day and mm-hmm. puts in the work. Um, but yeah, I mean, looking at the Suns roster, I mean, they could, yeah, the West is tough, but God, they got a good looking team, you know? Got some players. Yeah. No doubt. Add, 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 adding Chris Paul immediately elevates you a little bit. I mean, they're coming off a lot of momentum, not losing a game in the bubble. Granted, it wasn't enough to get them in the in the postseason, but it's a good start. Uh, they sh- you know, they showed some fight in the bubble, you know. Mm-hmm. I think I think Suns management looked at what they did in the bubble and uh said it's time to move forward. Let's go. I agree. It's time to go. Will it be enough? That's the question. When now? Will it be enough? 
When now? Will Chris Paul Suns, break Suns down? Suns re-signed Sarge too, right? Suns re-signed Dario? Dario. Dario, Dario. I haven't seen his name. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like they did. Suns did so. him. Dario also another favor of the pod. You get like a three-year... Three Three year, twenty seven million. I like Dario. Twenty seven over three million. Yeah, I ain't mad at Dario. I feel like he had kind of a down year last season, but he could be better. Oh man, I just Google searched to find his uh, the length of his contract. Yeah, twenty seven million over three years. He has the longest neck I've ever seen in my entire life. Does he have a long neck? If you just Google search Dario, the first picture that pops up. There he is. His neck is like as long as his head. Look. Hang on. I got it. That's it. Look at that. Look at that neck. (laughs) That's pretty long. That's a lot of neck. (laughs) For those listening, I just just made the pick of Dario, my Zoom background. (laughs) You can't see it because you're listening. Well, one day I'm going to put these episodes on YouTube and I'll uh, 100% be like putting pictures behind the audio and uh, that there will be a Dario picture right there. But I got to get Bo's laptop first. Well, my mom's got it. My dad's got it. Whatever. I got to get over there. What's their address? Say it on I'm air. I'm telling you right now. Shit. <laughs> Damn it, Laddie's not here. I wanted to talk about NBA jerseys with him. Laddie likes talking about NBA jerseys. I was going to talk about the Grizzlies bringing back the old black ones, but he's not here. He left. That pretty much covers like all the free agent stuff I saw. I don't know if there's more that we missed. It doesn't matter. Like all I saw was that. All you uh, did you did I miss anything that you guys saw that you wanted to cover? As far as free no. agents drafts, um, let me look at the real GM free agent tracker, which I surprised I did not need tonight. Nothing really jumps out at me. I mean, I'm surprised that Bo doesn't already know who he wants fleet. to talk about. Dwight signed with oh. Philly. Uh, Jeremy Grant signed with Detroit. I mean, who signed with Philly? Uh, Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. And then that's Jeremy Grant leaving the Nuggets to go to Detroit. Okay. Um, the Nuggets, I don't even know what to make of that shit. And I follow, follow, follow. Well, they got RJ Hampton. Follow. <laughs> the Nuggets did. That's correct. Um, Omari Asenki, what's his what's his name? He used to come to the Grizzlies for the Athletic. Now he yeah, for the, the Athletic. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, he's with he, the Pistons now. Okay. Yeah. I try to follow what he's been saying about the Pistons. Like, they, they got Plumley and... They did a bunch of weird shit, and they traded Christian Wood to the. I, I don't know how to quite unpack. I haven't done a deep dive, nor cared to do deep dive in the Pistons. Though I'm kind of curious, because I did used to live in Michigan. Yeah, they they signed Plumlee to like a three year deal, which I think Plumlee's a good player. I have written here. It says, "What is Detroit doing?" Hmm. Yeah, and then we didn't talk about the Bogdan Bogdanovich. Oh, that and mess. That's a mess. The Malik Beasley psychopath. Where did he end up signing? He signed with the Atlanta. Atlanta, that's right. Oh, we, off- we talked about Atlanta and didn't bring him up. 
I it's totally an offer sheet. skipped that one. It's an offer sheet, dude. Like, yeah, that's the thing. It's a restricted free agent, so yeah. Sacramento can still. That's yeah. why I didn't fucking bring it up. That now I remember it because he can still get signed by Sacramento and traded. Should have should have done that sign and trade with the Bucks, man. Well, they couldn't because well, free they agent hates he hadn't started. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, that was yeah. like the whole deal. It's yeah. like, what the fuck do you mean? He's yeah. signed and traded. His free agency <laughs> hasn't started yet. <laughs> the league was like, what the fuck? You already traded him? <laughs> All right, let me hit these other quick guys real quick. So we hit Marcus Morris signed 464 of the Clippers. Didn't think that was worth talking about. No. That's a lot of money. I mean, he's good, but whatever. We don't talk about it. Uh, Michael Carter-Williams re-signed with the Magic. Cousin with the Rockets. Chris Dunn. With the Hawks, two years. That was I saw over that. I saw that. Yeah, and Jeff really Teague care. To, No, it doesn't. I mean, like, Jeff Teague to Boston. Boston. Yeah. Oh, okay, I like that. Yeah. Great Kemba backup. That must be why they let the uh, Purdue kid walk. Because yeah. Jeff Teague. Who signed yeah. the Warriors? Oh no, yeah. was it Wanamaker? Yeah. Okay. Wanamaker. I was yeah. thinking of Edwards as the Purdue kid. That must be why they let Wanamaker oh. walk. Was for uh, Jeff Teague. Okay. And then Langston Galloway went to the Suns. Reggie Jackson's still out there. Kent Bazemore went to the Warriors. Tristan Thompson went to the Celtics, obviously. Oh, yeah. Bazemore uh, to the Warriors. That gives them more wing depth. And then uh, who'd you say went to the Suns? Sarich. We mentioned that. No, no, no. Somebody else. A guard? Mm, let's say Suns. Oh, no, Galloway. Langston Galloway. Langston Galloway. I like him. And he's a Nick's player. legend. Like he's yeah, a he, no, he's good. Like behind Chris Paul and Booker and those dudes, like yeah, the yeah. fourth guard, like he's good for he'll that. Get, he'll fill in sometime when CP's sitting for whatever reason. Mel, we had Mello, and then Favors went back to the Jazz. Baines, we talked about. Bar, Bobby Portis went to the Bucks. <laughs> um, one I thought was kind of questionable for me was Jamichael Green, but I guess he feels. That Plumley role, he went to the Nuggets for two years for $15 million, which is crazy. Michael Green's making crazy money. Yeah, and uh, that's surprising because the Nuggets were able to re-sign Millsap as yeah. well. That's that was kind of surprising to me. I was I was high on the Nuggets re-signing Millsap on a, <laughs> a team-friendly deal. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I think he, mean, he means a lot to that team. Uh-huh. So he's we were talking a, about... He's the vet guy on that team. Yeah, I know. And I don't know. I I don't know how the the chronology of it, but um, I, did they sign Millsap and then Jamichael or Jamichael and then Millsap? I'm not sure. Who's gonna? Yeah, I, I want to say that. I want to say they signed Jamichael, and I was like, oh well, Millsap's gone. Right. You know, I don't know Jamichael, but I, I mean, I imagine he's. They're not gonna sign him if, if he's a knucklehead. So he must be a but good locker a, room guy. No, yeah, Jamichael's yeah, yeah. great. Jamichael's great, but. Yeah. For seven million, I mean, you got to assume he's getting those minutes. Not Millsap. Millsap's gonna slide down the depth chart. Millsap got ten yeah. million. Shit, he got ten million. Yeah, ten on Millsap. a one-year deal, right? Yeah. Oh, never mind. Shit. That's too much. What the fuck, Millsap? All right. I don't well, know. He was. Man. That's he plays I mean, every that's game. Discount from what he was getting paid before. He brings his lunch pail to work every day, Brian. There you go, Jeff. Hell yeah. Bill's mm-hmm. the guy you want on your team. He's a coach on the floor. So who starts, Millsap or Jamike, or Millsap. or Porter Jr.? I think Millsap starts. Jamike will get the minutes. 
So, well, and maybe Porter Jr. gets in there, but like between Millsap and Jamichael Green, the two free agent signing, I think Millsap's higher on the depth chart. They could play well, some small Michael ball. Michael Porter too. Jr. doesn't believe in science, so you could play him five minutes and tell him that he played 25, and he'll probably <laughs> be like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, they could play small ball too, and Porter <laughs> Jr. is 6'10", so they might could rest Jokic and then play a little small ball. Who knows? Yeah. Hmm. Jamichael, yeah, Jamichael can play center. Yeah, he's done. he did it here in Memphis. And I mean, he hits threes at uh, probably a better clip than Tristan Thompson. I would, I would assume. Better, so, all right, who else we got, Bo? Um, what do we miss? We have DJ Augustine signing a three-year, twenty-one million dollar deal with the Bucks. Okay, not so interested. I mean, in like, that. good player. Like, are there options? And who gives a fuck? Like, right, how old cares? is DJ Augustine? Um, he was a Durant guy, so he's as old he's, as Durant. He's twenty something, I'm sure. He's not 30-something. Yaka Pertle signed a three-year, $27 million deal with the Spurs. Okay, moving on. The Plumlee, yeah. three twenty-five with the Pistons. That was weird. Money. Etwan Moore was another son signing. What did Plumlee One year, get? Two point. Plumlee got three and 25. Yeah, that was the best offer on the table. For well, I think it's a sign and trade with that, um, what's his face, to the Pistons, that that wing that they had with the, huh? Um, <laughs> what we talked about already. Uh, let's just skip it. Go to the next one. It was a good, like a relevant player. The guy was good anyway. Fuck so him. we had Fuck Plumley. Who gives a shit? I mean, the rest of them are just. It doesn't matter. Yeah, Water I mean, maker, we talked Garrett about Temple, Garrett Temple, the Bulls, Sterling Brown, back. To the bu- Rockets, Sterling Brown of the Rockets. Excuse me. Interesting. Solo. We talked about Solo to the Hawks. Alfred Payton to the Knicks. All right. Mm, Josh Jackson signed with the Pistons. Yes, yes, he did. He's getting another Nerland's, shot there. Nerlens Noel signed with the Knicks. Who would you rather play for, Memphis or Detroit at this point? Probably Memphis. No income tax, yeah. and got John Morant. So Detroit's a downgrade. From Memphis? I was, Are we not at the bottom? Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Dude, no. No way. Excellent. It's warmer in Memphis. Is I don't warmer. think it was a matter of who he wanted to play for. No, no, no. I'm saying so. like he took so whatever Dude, I've lived was in Michigan. Right? I've, lived in like, te- I've lived in Michigan and I've lived in Memphis. If you can not pay state income tax and it's warmer, you're going to choose that. Well, Brian, what I'm trying to say is Memphis used to be fucking last stop university. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, that was Chauncey Billups. So now Detroit's last stop. The bus, the last stop on the bus route is Detroit now. That's what I'm getting from Detroit, that. Detroit, it's where, it's where the Plumleys go to die. That's where Josh Jackson goes to smoke meth. <laughs> <laughs> I think the last stop on the bus is New York. Clearly. The Knicks and the Detroit. Clearly more more hey. uh, marijuana smoking babies in Detroit than there are in Memphis. Oh my it's god. Legal. Did you say that? <laughs> you got all of Detroit after you now. <laughs> I think uh hey, Jill, that's good news Jill, though. Because Memphis used Jill, to be like, saying, hey, if you can't make it in voice? Memphis, you can't make it anywhere. Hey, guess who else signed for the Detroit? Jaleel Okafor. Jaleel? Jaleel? Yeah. Yep. In Detroit? Yep. Wow, they are last stop. Wow. Yep. That's great. Right, I'm gonna bust I'm gonna keep going. Joe Harris 
Four years, seventy-five million with the Nets. All right. A lot of money. Yeah, Jeremiah Grant. That was the fool we were. I was trying to think about. And I couldn't. My brain hurts. Uh, Bertans signed that big deal with the Wizards. Dragic staying with the Heat. Derek Jones staying with the. Not yeah, we the talked about heat. that. We talked about him. We talked about him. Go, 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 go. Okay, we're good, good. Go to somebody we uh, didn't talk about. I'm looking KCP. KCP. KCP got paid in L.A. Right. Three years and forty million. Yeah, that's pretty good for him. Alec Burks, who cares? Javon Carter has some interest in Memphis. He got three years and twelve million. For with Phoenix, right? Yeah. Good for him. All right, Rodney Hood. Rodney Hood, Portland. We talked about it. Two, Move. Two years, twenty one million coming off a torn Achilles. Wowzer. And then Avery Bradley we said to the Heat. Rod Robin Lopez went with the Wizards for one one year deal. Markeith Morris. I like that the for the Wizards. Huh? Yeah, I think so. Markeith Morris, not Marcus, went to the Lakers, but Marcus did go to the Lakers. Uh, Harry Giles agreed with the Blazers. Justin Holiday got $18 million with the Pacers. And oh, Jeff Green went to the Nets. whoop de doo Oh, boy. Oh, not Porter good for the John Nets. Con- no. Um, John T. Porter and John Contrar to the Grizz. And that's the end of it. Come on, Budweiser. Clydesdale. Come on, Clydesdale. Yeah, there's nothing left. We talked about all the good signings. That's it. All the interesting ones. Hey, so how about this? The Memphis Grizzlies. I'm going to do a little Memphis Grizzlies shit here. The Memphis Grizzlies forwards... Jaron Jackson Jr. and Justice Winslow will miss the start of the NBA season this year. How do you guys feel about that? Right off the bat, no Winslow, no Jaron Jackson. I mean, I feel like the season kind of came quick, and what can you do? Maybe they were going to be healthy for a January start. You know, we don't know. Yeah, the season ended in October and is starting in December. So, hmm I, mean, I think that's kind of the season we're coming into. It's just kind of like, well, shit's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's weird that pretty much every single year this shit fucking happens with the Grizzlies? It happens with every team. Does it? I'm not so sure about that. I'm not so sure that any team in the history of the NBA has a record of injuries like the Grizzlies do, uh, especially when it comes to signing free agents or trading for players. I'm not so sure any team has a history like the Grizzlies do. They have a history of injured players. I think, honestly, it's the Grizzlies' Steve Francis curse. Steve okay, Francis. Tell me about Steve Francis' curse. Steve Francis was drafted by Vancouver and didn't want to play in Vancouver. That was in 1999, 2000. He didn't want to have anything to do with playing in Vancouver. And that's just about the time everything started going bad for the Grizzlies. You can go so far back with this shit. A history of these injured players. Bryant Reeves, number one. The six-year, $60 million man. Signed that contract in 1997. That was a lot of money back then. After the Grizzlies moved to Memphis, Tennessee in 2001, Reeves started the season on the injured list due to chronic back pain 
and was never able to play another game. The only games he played with the team in Memphis were two preseason games. During that preseason play in the fall of 2001, Bryant Reeves had experienced back pain. He had to be taken off the court on two connected stretchers carried by eight of his teammates. He retired from the league midway through the 2001 and 2002 season. I did not know the bit about the two connected stretchers. All right. (laughs) Next, there's Michael Dickerson. He was reluctantly traded from Houston in 1999 to the Vancouver Grizzlies for Vancouver's draft pick, Steve Francis, who had demanded the trade because he did not want to play in Vancouver. This is where the curse begins. So about the same time as Brian Cardinals come into Memphis and his career is declining and his back is going out, Steve Francis is at that time saying he will not play in Vancouver. He will not play for the Grizzlies. And we end up with Michael Dickerson. Michael Dickerson was a great player. He was supposed to be a great player. He was supposed to be a great shooting guard in Memphis. He was the guy that could get you 20 points a game. It was He was really good. His first season in Memphis, the 0-1-0-2 season, he played four games. Second season, he played six games. He was on the 1997 National Championship team with Mike Bibby, Jason Terry, Miles Simon. Michael Dickerson was released by the Grizzlies October 27th, 2003, and prematurely retired due to severe hamstring and groin injuries, which he was never able to fully recover from. Okay? Okay. So everything's kind of chill, like, from then till... I don't know. I guess around 0506. Like, uh, you know, the Grizzlies weren't good. They had young draft picks, young guys they were trying to work in, you know, the Stromiles, the Pau Gasols, the Battiers, Mike Miller, whatever it was. But one of my favorite rosters of all time was the 0506 roster for the Memphis Grizzlies. Also, the year Damon Stoudemire blew his knee out. 27 oh. games in. Oh. One of my favorite rosters ever. The beginning of that season was so much fun. Bobby Jackson off the bench. <sighs> Damon Stoudemire had signed a four-year deal that year when he replaced Jason Williams as a starting point guard. On December 30th, 2005, he tore his right patellar tendon coincidentally in his hometown of portland he was carried off the court missed the rest of the season was never really the same player i'm guessing he would have been around 32 years old when that happened the next year was he he carried off on um (laughs) half of a stretcher (laughs) because he's mighty mouse he's tiny he was he was so small they could just carry him off like a normal person they just picked him up and bounced. They just picked him up, and they were like, shit, his knee is fucked. I remember he was driving to the lane. I remember when it fucking happened. I watched it. Yeah, it just like collapsed. Yeah. Oh, a fucking nightmare. Dude signed a brand new deal. 
Brand new deal. That's a fucking curse. I don't care what you think. First year of a new deal. The next year, 06-07, is the Kyle Lowry 10-game season where he broke his wrist. Pau Gasol also missed the first 23 games of that season with a broken foot from playing in Spain's semifinal win over Argentina in the 2006 FIBA World Championships. So now, like, okay, you got Damon out. Damon plays the first half of the season, and Powell is out for the first part of the season. Damon gets hurt, and then Powell comes back. They were never a good team that year. It should have been fucking great. Now we're getting into 22-game win seasons. Now we're getting into Powell Gasol getting traded for Kwame Brown, a former first overall draft pick. Kwame Brown played 15 games for us. I don't know if he was hurt or just bad. Brian, do you remember when Kwame Brown was traded to us? I remember we were at the game. We were at the first game after the trade. Yeah. We were. Bo, were you there with us? I was not. No. Who was Jeff? It was, was, it was Jeff's dad. It yeah. Was, it was Greg. It was me but and I, Greg. I was living in Memphis at that time. Mm-hmm. This is a great story. We went to the game. And we knew the trade went down, obviously, before we went. So we're just watching the game, minding our own business. We got pretty decent seats. I remember that. I looked down at one point, and I saw a giant man sitting, like, a couple rows in front of us. And it's fucking Kwame Brown. (laughs) And the tickets. He's sitting sitting next to another giant man. (laughs) (laughs) Was he with Wallace? But not not giant tall. <laughs> <laughs> he was sitting next to Chris Wallace, and uh, I remember we look we looked at our tickets before we went into the game, and it it was the trade went down, but our tickets still had Pau Gasol like on the actual <laughs> physical ticket. This was back when people had like physical tickets, and they had like graphics on them. And it was a Pau Gasol graphic. So I don't know if it was the alcohol or what, but me and Brian decided to go down and get Kwame Brown to sign our Pau Gasol tickets. <laughs> so we go down there and we're like, hey, man, will you sign a, Will you sign this ticket for me? He signs them. I still have mine. I have it in a frame somewhere. I still have mine. We talked him up, too, about how we were so happy to have him. Yeah, yeah we did. We were like, man, you're going to be great here. You get a you know, a chance to really prove yourself here. There's plenty of playing time for you. I, I remember telling him, like, oh, man, you're going to be great here. Like, just whatever. Like, I I really, like, wanted that to be true. I know that. So, Brian, what happened after that? Like, we both got our tickets signed. <laughs> and we, then, had, we had him sign all three of our tickets. Yeah. Mine, yours, and your dad's. Okay, my dad's got, got about, signed, too. I think he... I think he got about to the third one before he realized what he was signing. (laughs) (laughs) The next thing I remember from that was going back to our seats, which were like right behind his. And it was too funny. It's too funny of an opportunity to pass up. Like I have a Pau Gasol signed ticket by Kwame Brown. It's ridiculous. (laughs) The first game after Pau was traded. And, uh, Kwame Brown never ended up being anything, but I remember looking down. He never did anything for the Grizzlies. It was a fucking total salary match. It was a dump from the Lakers, 
And luckily, they got Javaris Crittenden and Marcus Gasol. What you talking about? Right, it was a dump for the Lakers. They were getting rid of those guys. Um, they wanted power. We didn't Gasol. know that at the time. Well, we had an idea, but I mean, Kwame was already having a bad. He had already had a couple bad seasons in L.A. Andrew Bynum was coming up over there too at the time, but Kwame Brown played 15 games for us. But I remember looking down at the stands where he was sitting. And uh, they pulled him out of the stands <laughs> and got him the fuck out of there. <laughs> they got him up and out of there. And that's kind of what this is all really about, like this curse, this Steve Francis curse. It's us signing and trading for injured players, like bad players. I don't know if Kwame was hurt. Like he was on the injury report. He wasn't fucking playing. He played 15 games for us. Let's fast forward to one year later, the 08-09 season. The Grizzlies signed Darius Miles. Now, Darius Miles is only 27 years old at this time. He plays 34 games. He was damaged goods at this point, I think. He was only 27. He had missed the entire 06-07 0708 seasons due to a micro fracture surgery to repair his injured right knee. Yeah, he had the Amari surgery, right? Why the fuck were you even signing this dude? Because he was like the top recruit in his high school class. So Chris Wallace couldn't help himself. He couldn't help himself. That's uh-huh. a 24 win season. 0809. Yeah. Well, they were going to lose. Chris Wallace was like, well, somebody else liked him, so I'm going <laughs> to like him. It was also kind of a fuck you to Portland, though, right? Remember, it was $18 million that Portland owed him before he got hurt? There was something like that. Yeah, a doctor had said that his injury was career-ending, so they waived him, and they weren't going to have to pay him because they worked out a deal with the Players Association. Yeah, was probably like, how can we make money? And they were probably like, well, we can't really make money. He's like, what about this? Is there a way? And they were like, well, we'll coach. I don't think Owner, whatever. this was this was a straight up fuck you to Portland because we signed him to like a 10 day deal. And that's then, just Heisley, man. He was just shysty. There was a lot of bad blood between Memphis and Portland over that. Yeah. Paul, they, yeah Portland Paul, wouldn't Paul. have had to pay him $18 million. They had him off the books. The only way Portland had to pay him was if somebody signed him. And it was a luxury tax thing, I'm sure. And Heisley wanted some money. So Heisley, Heisley was just shitty. I don't think it was a. I think I think you're onto something, but I think it's the curse of Michael Heisley. If anything, <laughs> it's funny because it didn't start with Michael Heisley. It, all it didn't end with Michael Heisley. <laughs> it ended. It start. Anyway, look, don't combat me, man. Just go along with it. This is for this is satirical, <laughs> dude. <laughs> just let it happen. No, I'm just saying that Let's Heisley, man, <laughs> he's combative. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, and that might have been what happened there with Portland. No, I'm you just. Got, I'm, you, yeah, you got some more players, Jeff. Absolutely. The next season after Darius Miles is the 09-2010 season. It's the Allen Iverson season. Allen Iverson, 34 years old, former number one overall draft pick, former MVP of the league, was signed by the Memphis Grizzlies. He plays three games, zero of which are home games. He had a hamstring injury. I remember that. Then I remember him expressing his displeasure with being a bench player. He leaves the team 
November 7th, 2009, for personal reasons. Well, he had another pretty serious injury, too, if I remember correctly. His butt hurt. No, he, uh, well, yeah, but he also injured his liver. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I thought his butt hurt from sitting on the bench all night. He injured his liver from, uh, <laughs> staying at the Westin? Drink, drinking too much at Tunica. <laughs> <laughs> The Grizzlies announced the team terminated his contract by mutual agreement. Didn't even make it a season. You know what else happened that season? Ronnie Brewer. He played five games. The 24-year-old hurt his hamstring, played five fucking games. The Grizzlies faded out of the playoffs, and we never saw him play in Memphis again. He just ended up sitting out for the rest of the season because there was no reason to come back. So here comes 2010-2011. Rookie, Xavier Henry, the 12th pick in the draft, plays 38 games for Memphis ever. He has terrible injuries his entire career. Knee problems, cartilage abnormalities, knee surgeries, ruptured... Achilles tendons pretty much ended his career. But this began the grit and grind era for Memphis. So it was kind of like a it was like a bad thing, but it like started a good thing because then you had this is when like Zebo and Tony and Mark and Conley all start playing together and they start winning playoff series. Xavier's injury was and I hate using this term or this phrase, but it was kind of a a blessing in disguise because it forced Lionel Hollins to play Tony Allen. Right. Um, and I mean, this is something that's been gone over over and over and over again in local media here in Memphis, but not everybody knows Lionel that. Hollins was, was, was no fan of Tony Allen apparently. And with the Xavier, Xavier Henry injury forced Lionel to play Tony. Right. And of course we would, we would never, we would never take that back, you know? No. But we're talking about a 12th overall draft pick. He plays 38 games, I think, ever for Memphis. It's not what you want to see. It's not what you want out of a draft pick. Now, was this guy hurt? I don't know. Like, what is it? what is going on here, you know? <laughs> the next year is 11-12. And this is the year that Memphis Grizzlies would sign Gilbert Arenas for what would be his last season in the NBA. He played 17 regular season games on one leg. I think he was like 30 years old. The Grizzlies finished 41-25 and and clinched the fourth seed in the Western Conference. However, they lost in the first round to the Los Angeles Clippers in a seven-game series. This is when the Grizzlies start having to sign like over 20 players a season to their roster because injuries really start mounting up. We go up, we skip a year, and we go up to 14-15, 2014-2015. The Grizzlies sign Vince Carter, and they draft Jordan Adams. Vince Carter plays 66 games, I think on one leg, Jordan Adams plays 30 games, the draft pick. Vince Carter 
now 38 years old. He took a couple years to look right. It seemed like the Grizzlies had signed a player that had like an ankle injury or like a foot injury, but he ended up having surgery and he got better and played like a few more years in the league. But those first couple years that Vince Carter was in Memphis were kind of rough. It wasn't like we signed a player that was like ready to go. Do you remember? Yeah, we thought we were yeah. we thought we were getting a veteran presence mm-hmm. who was going to log you know a decent amount of minutes, and it didn't work out that way until his final season, until year year three of the deal. Right. It was like his last year on the deal that he actually contributed like big time for the Grizzlies. It's crazy. I mean, the next season. After we signed him, he only appeared in one of the Grizzlies' first 12 games. Now, Jordan Adams over here was its 22nd overall draft pick. Head coach Dave Yeager, as well as the Grizzlies fans, preferred another shooting guard, Rodney Hood, who's still in the league, Uh Uh who was taken next by the Utah Jazz with the 23rd pick. Jordan Adams had meniscus issues. He had cartilage transplant surgery. He played two seasons with Memphis before being waived after multiple knee surgeries. Never played in the NBA again. The next season, 2015-2016, this is the year the Grizzlies had 28 players on their roster. You're only allowed 15 at a time. Guys were coming and going out of that locker room all the time. You don't know what else this was? This was Brandon Wright's first season in Memphis. Signed as a free agent three years for $18 million. He would play 12 games his first season and a total of 67 games in the three years he was here. Everybody liked Brandon Wright. I wasn't a fan. I think people liked him because he was from Nashville. But he had already been on five teams. He was the number eight overall draft pick eight years ago. He had had his chance. He had injury after injury. It was always something new immediately after he would get healthy from the last injury. On February 10th, 2018, Brandon Wright was waived by the Grizzlies. Never played in the NBA again. Still dealing with Jordan Adams and Vince Carter's injuries. This season was a mess. This was also the year that Mario Chalmers was traded from Miami to Memphis. Memphis loved him. He was great for us. He was a bright spot on the season. We were excited to have Mario Chalmers. However, March 10th, 2016... Mario Chalmers was ruled out for the rest of the season after rupturing his right Achilles tendon. He was waived by the Grizzlies. He did end up making a comeback and joined the Grizzlies for another season, but he was never the same player. I think he's still playing overseas, actually, uh, Mario Chalmers. So good on him. But it's just another case of something that was going right that an injury happens and it and it decimates everything and 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 we had just traded for him we had just traded for him it's like a it's always like a we just traded for a guy or we sign a guy and they go down 
It was also the Chris Anderson season. Chris Anderson was like 35 or 36 when we traded for him, and he played about 20 games for us. The Grizzlies went 42 and 40. Not a good season. Next was the 2016-2017 season. If you don't believe me, listen to this shit. The Grizzlies signed free agent Chandler Parsons to a four-year, $94.8 million max deal. Chandler Parsons plays 34 games. He underwent successful surgery to address the torn meniscus in his right knee, ruling him out for the rest of the season. The year before we signed him. He was not good and barely played the whole time he played for the Grizzlies. Three years, 95 worthless games. He was never right. His knee was busted. The Grizzlies bought a busted player. And you wonder why people in this town are skeptical when guys can't play. When guys are signed or traded for that can't play, you wonder why people have this like deep-rooted subconscious thought that, oh, shit, again. This season saw 24 different players in the locker room. The next season was the year Memphis traded Mike and Mark away. We had 28 players in our locker room that season. And now it's Justice Winslow. And maybe it's Jaron Jackson Jr. I'm more concerned with Justice Winslow, the 2015 10th overall draft pick out of Duke. Grizzlies traded some good players away for that guy last season. And he still hasn't played a single game for Memphis. On July 21st, 2020, the Memphis Grizzlies announced that Winslow had suffered a hip injury during a team practice and would miss the rest of 2019-20 season. We have not yet seen him play. Brian, what do you make of this? What do you make of this story I just read to you? Like this this consistent chaos. I mean, when you put it like that, <laughs> it does sound like the franchise is snake bit a little bit. <laughs> Can every franchise say that every sing- basically every single year they get fucked? I mean, I'm sure you can find a fan of most most franchises that could give you a similar story. No fucking, no fucking way. But our history is pretty bad with drafting and signing and trading for injured players. Is that something that we have to do to get names in the door? Like, why are no, we? No, I think. You think it's a just a sign of the old regime? The Chris Wallace era, the Jerry West era, that was just what they like did. Th- I would like to think that's it, and then it's over. <laughs> uh, because we have the future ahead of us. Well, um, Chris I would Wallace like to think that Justice no- Winslow has a long, successful career with the Grizzlies. Damn, I hope you're right. I hope you're right, dude. But I will be watching this curse going forward. Absolutely. It all started with Stevie Franchise. He wouldn't come to Vancouver. He wouldn't go play for the Grizzlies. He refused to play for the Grizzlies. And that's when shit started going bad. 
That was a number two overall draft pick that refused to go to a team. And we had to trade him to Houston. And we got like some fucking guard that never really played for us for him. That was Dickerson, right? Yeah. Wild. Wild. Yeah, it's crazy, man. If you don't believe me, fact check me. I mean, There's at a the curse. same time, we've seen we've seen Winslow play. We see we know what he's capable of. We've seen him dominate the Grizzlies before, <laughs> right? And then when he gets here, he can't play. You gotta hope that he's young and he can turn it around and bounce back. Sure, I sure hope so. Meanwhile, I hope nothing terrible happens to anybody else when he comes back. Jeff, you're so <laughs> defeatist, man. <laughs> Trying to get people thinking around here. We have been fucking cursed. I believe him. I don't know, man. I'm not the superstitious type, and I don't believe in ghosts. But damn it, this shit is fucking weird. Why does this keep happening? I don't know. Maybe it'll stop. But it's going to have to stop for at least a couple years for me to believe that it's over. How do we break the curse? We throw Laddie off the top of the FedEx form. What do we do? A worthy sacrifice. Laddie, would you sacrifice yourself in the name of the Grizzlies? Maybe Pat Biggert can do something. He's got access to cranes. He, he makes signs. <laughs> Pretty sure I know a few people that are unhappy with their lives. Let's end this in the name of Memphis Grizzlies. You think we can, like, Joe versus the volcano our way out of this thing? I don't know what the answer is, man. I don't mind when a guy gets hurt. I got to say, like, if a guy gets hurt while he's playing, like, fine. Like, Ronnie Brewer got hurt playing. We talked about this with Ronnie Brewer. We signed Ronnie Brewer. We traded for Ronnie Brewer. And, uh, yeah, when we thought it was a good move, you know, great bringing a good wing. Mm-hmm. And then, Defensive uh, yeah, was it, I don't remember if it was the first game he played in or the first home game he played in. Yeah. It might've been the first home game. I mean, I was at the game that, uh, where Rudy Gay got hurt, separated his shoulder. I was at that game. I was sitting baseline. Rudy Gay played a long time before getting hurt, so I don't really classify yeah. him in the curse. Right. But he did get injured. Uh, Ronnie Brewer, he played five games. I bet they I bet they went on a road trip and came home. Okay. And His I first bet, home game. Yeah. I bet. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, the game that Rudy Gay separated his shoulder, we were pretty close to the floor. And he yelled shit louder than I've ever heard anybody yell shit in my entire life. <laughs> Ouch. I mean, he knew. Yeah. He knew he, immediately he was done. He knew that he couldn't handle pain. He was he done. Knew. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, there were a bunch of there were like a bunch of kids there too. It was one of those games where they brought a bunch of like students like <laughs> from some elementary or middle school. They'd, you know, they'd gotten the perfect attendance record or <laughs> something we were sitting around a bunch of children (laughs) and he yelled shit really really loud (laughs) (laughs) 
pause this thing off. We got to do a moment of silence, man. You know who died today? Who died? You, you, do you, know, you don't know who died today? Somebody very important to the NBA community died today. And it's very, it's, it's crucial that we do a moment of silence. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Who I know, Jeff, you and I don't catch a lot of halftime shows. Um, I've, I've quit smoking cigarettes, but typically halftime is, you know, you sneak out, uh, you grab a beer, you smoke a cigarette, you get back in after about, you know, two or three minutes have passed in the second half. If you're watching the game on TV, uh, you don't, you don't see the local halftime show, but if you've ever stuck around at an NBA game, um, you know, there's, there's a couple acts that you see pretty frequently doing the halftime shows. And one of them is, uh, the quick change artists. It's a duo, it's a guy and a lady. And, uh, <clears throat> they do the quick change, you know, like they, uh, they're wearing one clothes one minute and then they throw a curtain up and drop it and they're wearing different clothes. Okay. Well, so the big quick change artist that, that, that does all the NBA shows, the mastermind of this entertainment, David Moss, passed away today. You've probably seen him. If you ever stuck around for a halftime show, you've seen him. Huh. Um, they've done regular season games, playoff games. But uh, yeah, RIP to David Moss from the, from the Quick Change Artists. What? Passed away today, died from COVID. Oh, is that real? David Moss, rest in peace. Damn, what? Yeah, quick change artist. You How remember that, he? right? I don't know. What the hell? That's terrible news. <sighs> Thought it was important to touch on. Yeah, I mean, that's reality. This COVID shit ain't no fucking joke, man. People act People like it's fucking COVID not everywhere, real. Man. People act like yeah. it's not fucking real. It's like... Oh yeah, well he had existing con uh existing complications. It's like that's not the fucking point, man. Like the point is people are being so reckless with this shit. It drives me up the fucking wall, man. Mm-hmm. Drives me crazy. Yeah, I mean you and I work in the restaurant industry, so we we fight battles every day with people that don't want to wear masks. Mm-hmm. <sighs> no doubt. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. I don't see an age on David Moss. I don't know how old he was. To David Moss, quick change artist. I will remember you. Cheers. Cheers. COVID is real, people. Take it seriously. Mm -hmm. I agree. And you know, maybe next time when we're all back at an NBA game in person, stick around for the halftime show because you never know. Could be the last time you get a chance to see it. But Brian, that's when I go smoke my cigarettes and drink my beers. That's what I was saying. <laughs> you go smoke, you get a beer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You show back up about two minutes left in the or two minutes into the second half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Interesting. What made like what made you? Uh, how did you find that story? 
Um, I actually saw it. I think it was the Oklahoma City Thunder, I believe, retweeted it. Uh, saw it on my Twitter feed. Uh, and I actually, I don't follow the Oklahoma City Thunder. They must have tweeted it and it got into my Twitter feed somehow, whether it was any number of NBA people I follow, Zach Lowe, or could have been somebody local. Probably a top five halftime show entertainment act. You know, I put I put the quick change guys up there with Red Panda and the amazing Christopher. Well, obviously, our condolences go out to him and his family. Indeed. Indeed. R.I.P. David Moss, the quick change artist. David Moss. Tough break. All right. Let's turn it back onto a lighter note real quick and then get the hell out of here, Clark. It's time for gambling this week. This week, the Detroit Lions disappointed me against Carolina. I'm done with them. But the Saints looked great. Atlanta never had a chance against a good team like that. The Saints' defense was everywhere. Uh, Matt Ryan got sacked like, I don't know, nine times. I'm all in on the Saints. The Saints have been good, good. I like them. We did not do well betting, though. The picks I made were fucking terrible. I don't pass these picks for next week on with much confidence, but I'm making picks regardless. I don't give a shit, and I'm going to fucking bet on them. Um, I'll be posting next week's picks on Instagram, on the House of Hoops Instagram, when I make them, probably Wednesday. But I ran over the schedule briefly tonight and kind of made like rough picks, but look out for the Instagram post because that's where the parlay is going to be. That's where the money's going to be made. This week was weird. Like the Lions lost, Detroit Lions lost, the Patriots lost, the Dolphins lost, Green Bay lost, Minnesota lost. We're busted. We're shit this week. The Chiefs didn't fucking cover. The Chiefs fucking barely hung with the Raiders. That's why I like the Raiders this week against Atlanta. I'm taking them. Whatever the fucking, whatever pays better. I think they're favored, so I would take the points. Ohio State really fucked me this week, too. Ohio State, you can't cover all of a sudden against Indiana? What's the problem? Man, this week was upsetting. I just, I couldn't even fucking come close, man. I I came a little close. Purdue got fucked. Purdue got screwed big time. It's just too much weird shit. Uh, Ohio State not covering and then Purdue getting screwed at the end of that game. Uh, Fuck. Raiders look good over Atlanta. Giants minus five over Cincinnati. Yeah, I'll take it. I like the Giants. Minnesota over Carolina. They'll never win another game for the rest of their lives, Carolina. Minus 4.5. I'm taking Minnesota. Miami. I'm sticking with Miami. They lost. They disappointed me last week. And typically, if after a disappointing loss like that, I would stay away from a team. But they're playing the Jets, and they're favored less than a touchdown. So I'm going Miami, minus 6.5 over the Jets. Saints over Denver, six points. I don't think anybody can fuck with the Saints right now, certainly not Denver. I like Seattle to win over Philly, money line, and I like the Packers over Chicago. Rivalry, 
uh, money line. Packers are better than Chicago. Come on. That's all I got. You know, these are just kind of once-over-look picks. This is first impressions. Sunday's a long time from now, so I'll probably uh, reevaluate, and uh, I'll put together a parlay that I trust, four or five teams, and I'm going to post that. I'm going to write that shit on a little piece of paper and put it on my Instagram. Like it or not, it's happening. Brian, thank you for sticking it out all night. Bo and Laddie, thank you guys for joining earlier. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We appreciate y'all. Brian, you got anything? Thanks for having me. Watch out for that COVID while you're over there. Be COVID safe. Yeah. Of course. You as well. Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Indeed. Appreciate anybody that listened. Brian, I'll see you at work uh, tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) You don't understand. I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. Bye.